Bolo! Finally, Murray! How long has it been since we've seen fucking Bolo? Probably when we did Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. And yeah. we have seen this man the most amazing packs I've ever seen. Well, yeah, that's why he's got to show him. He's got movie. shoulders for days. I want to, I just want to. Is he that. the only like jacked Asian guy in martial arts history? I think so. I think 100%. Yeah. Everyone else got that wiry kind of Bruce Lee kind of. Exactly. Build, so. And you know what? That's, it's going to happen. Yeah. But then he's got, he's got your shoulders. He's broad. He's two times your shoulders though, somehow. And yeah. you've got wide he's, shoulders. Yeah. And he's got, he's got a way smaller waist than I do. Though. Well, Bolo yeah. trains his body a little sharper than you do. Yeah. He's in nature more than you. Right. I don't train in the nature enough. No, you're always in the, in the basement, dwelling, you know. <laughs> yes. I'm a cellar those... dweller. You're right. You're, you're a sweller, <laughs> sweller dweller. Lurking. Just lurking, waiting under the apron for your spot. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. God, I can't believe this. We've had another terrible week in America. We've got sh- shootings everywhere. We've got all this bullshit happening. I got a little too drunk the other night. I had a horrible hangover. And then I woke up and I watched a little movie called Shoot Fighter, Fight to the Death. Terrible title, by the way. <laughs> Not good. Doesn't roll off the tongue. It tells you what's, what's what happens. Yeah. yeah. But then you get to see all kinds of kids straight out of Karate Kid. Yeah. Well, Everyone's Straight talking about like Cobra Kai is like the the reunion of Martin Cove and Willie's Billy Zapka. No, yeah. it's fucking Shoot Fighter. They're incredible in this. Mo- I really loved both of them in this movie. But really, the fucking star, the savior to my weekend, because I was feeling like shit yesterday until I saw Babyface Bolo. Rarity. Who would have thought this man we've seen in a villain in so many movies could uh, be... He haunted your childhood, didn't he? He haunted my childhood. I was seven the first time I saw Bloodsport. Him popping his pecs, just fucking destroying John claude not rockets on the fucking man. He wrecked Ogre. He broke his leg, wore his headband on his knee, just disgracing it. I believe he used that as a jizz rag, disgracing too. it, Harley did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can't. But you know what? But the thing is, we you know we have to say who we have to thank for p- introducing this movie into our right. life. And we, could, the two of us, can't bolster Bolo's biceps by ourselves. There was a lot of bees. I can't believe I did that. No, we gotta bring in old friend, the, the trios match of life. This guy <laughs> will always be our third partner. <laughs> We're talking about our man Paul, motherfucking London. He's back. Paul, what's going on? Yeah. Give me the jacket. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm so honored that you guys uh, have me here for the fight to the death. I think it's shoot fighter fight to the death. I don't think it's fight death. I think it's oh yeah okay fight to the death, which does kind of roll <laughs> off the bolo packs a little smoother. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm honored. Thank you guys. Ooh. This is a real treat. I like that bolo plex instead of the total gym two thousand or the. <laughs> Whatever that other total gym was called, the Bolo Plex. I don't think Bolo ever oh. got into the home fitness uh, uh, a market. No, he should. He worked Norris all the way. Holy shit! Yeah, but normally, you know, we treat our guests like a fine wine. We let people savor them for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the last time we talked to to Paul, he was like. People think Paul's just a fucking wrestler. He's not just a fucking wrestler. Paul is an expert on 
straight to video martial arts movie. Right. Movies. He's like the Russell Crowe, beautiful mind. He's flipping <laughs> through all of his catalog. He's got the binder full of VHS tapes. And he recommended this movie to me. And it was on it's on YouTube, and I highly recommend everybody watch it. Oh, go to Daily Motion. Daily Motion? Daily Motion, because the YouTube version is at like a negative one volume i know i had it at 70 on yeah my fucking TV. yeah go yes. go to daily motion to get a normal volume okay okay yeah. nice but nice. yeah but yeah this guy knows his fucking martial arts movies i was like after i watched it i was like griff we gotta get paul back on because we have to talk about this movie there's a scene and we get to it it blew my fucking mind and i appreciate that because i'm jaded as fuck You're i've jaded. seen it yeah. all and whenever i see something where i'm like what the fuck did I just watch? Right. I got. I'm, I will be eternally grateful for Paul just for this one scene that we 100%, get. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I never thought I'd ever see this scene in my life. Yeah. Oh, how, how did you come across this movie? Um. I first of all, thank you guys for having me back on. I, I don't. I don't like wine, so I don't want to be compared to fine wine. I'd rather just be a, <laughs> a, a fucking Big Mac, um, which you can have a couple times a week. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so glad to be back on so soon uh, for your dietary needs. Uh, I like to think that I'm more of a, I'm a better uh, martial arts straight to video historian than I am a wrestler. I'd like to, I'd like to be known more for that than for wrestling. Two for two so far. What's well, all you'll be known for from now on in our show? Yeah. Oh no, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think like you guys, I. I grew up uh, with a healthy dose of uh, the video store being my friend circle. And so this was definitely one of the, the videos that, you know, and I feel bad for any kids that never experienced uh, the home video store because where else are you going to find why it's called straight to video uh, films that you discovered based on like the cover alone you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you flip it over and you'd have some still image of like someone making like a face or something that was just so funny. You're like, yeah. I have to see this, whatever it is. Um, you know, like undefeatable, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I think, you know, so um, this was one of those films that I saw uh, at the video store that I rented and just immediately fell in love with it because it was so good. And and who doesn't like William Zabka, you know, from Karate Kid? Because Johnny was like such a classic, uh, yeah, kind of just a heel, you know what I mean? Karate Kid, and especially yeah. towards the end, because he's like, "You're all right, Lou Russo," and and you you kind of want to see more of this guy, but he obviously uh, he only came back, I think, for like that smidge at the beginning of part two, um, uh. and uh, which is always funny to me because. I'm convinced that uh, Chad McQueen was like, nah, fuck that. Because Dutch at the beginning of Karate Kid Part 2 has no involvement. You don't see his face. He's got his hat down. They clearly put some other blonde guy in there as Dutch. And that parking lot scene at the beginning of Karate Kid 2, um, if you notice that. Because Dutch was like the most vocal like kick-ass in your face of the Cobra Kai guys, I think, uh, next to Johnny but he's completely hidden at the beginning of credit kid too. So there's no way that's Chad McQueen. Um, but you see Johnny at the beginning of credit kid. Too. So I wanted to see more of William Zabka. You know what I mean? Like I, but you never, I don't think he did 
anything. I, you know, he just kind of disappeared a little bit. I'm sure he did other things, but so when I saw him on the cover of Shoot Fighter, I thought like, holy shit! Like he's the star of this. It looks like he's the the lead, the main good guy. This looks badass, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I so I had to rent it. Uh, also, it had Bolo on the front, like you said, Chong Lee. Go ahead, oh. man. What were you gonna say? Oh, it's it's just. I I I don't know something about those covers. You They're you said so it best because yeah, I re- I rented so many movies because I was like, oh, that's that bad guy. I need to see him get beat up again. And I like that you were like, I want to see this bad guy be a good guy. And Johnny in the uh, or uh, William Zabka, is fucking killing it as 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 a uh, you know just an innocent child at in the beginning of this. Who movie. becomes bloodthirsty? I know he's. <laughs> His turn is incredible. That's one yeah. of the things I loved about this movie was like he, he goes from be being this innocent. Yeah, he really does. I I thought it was a mate. I didn't think this kid could do it, but he was incredible. Well, you know why? Because he had he had his old Karate Kid co-star Martin Cove to inspire him. Holy shit! Which was even Cove more was killing right? Even more incentive. Even though I think he is like holding a katana blade and like a still shot on the back of this. So you're kind of like, is that Martin? Like, is that, you know, I don't think we really, but I'd have known by name at the time, but it, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was like a really incredible actor for a long time too. He, he appeared in an episode of the incredible Hulk, the original, uh, Bill Bixby, incredible. Hulk. Watch that. Yeah. Where he's like a, a down on his luck boxer or something like that. It's, it's really pretty fucking good. That sounds perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, I want to say it's from the first season of The Incredible Hulk. So, but, it, but yeah, so you see these two guys who are from this, this cherished uh, karate movie, and then you mix that in with the knockoff feature of all this, this string of tournament movies uh, that I think were following in the footsteps of Bloodsport, which, you know, any kid who grew up uh, in the 80s, into early '90s, obviously, uh, who didn't see Bloodsport should be fighting to the death, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> right, because, because that's just like that's just a part of your childhood. So you know, you had this this string of knockoff uh, fight, you know, to the death tournament, secret tournament type movies and stuff like that. So this is just like a perfect mixture for me. So immediately, I rented it. I rented it so many times. Um, and it was that movie that was always available you know, at the video store. It was not. It was not like I would go to rent Shoe right. Fighter. Like I need, I need my weekly dose of Shoe Fighter. Not, <laughs> who rented this? Like go to the counter. Can you tell me who rented this movie? Because I need to know where they live, what their name is. Um, no. Start the fan club. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know. So yeah, it was. It was so good. Um, and you know, I think uh, you see. Bolo Young, was it Young? Bolo Young, I think is his name. Um, it's Tom Young, Lee. yeah. So like he's in what two Jean Claude movies now, right? He had Bloodsport, and then he was in Double Impact. Um, but like you said, in oh, Double, he's in Impact, Double Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's in Double Impact. He's a a great be, again. He's like the bad guy, muscle henchman, very vicious. Um, yeah. He has the cut uh, across his eye. I think like. Uh, has like a scar on his face or something. Um, just very hard body, very hard face. Did he so. get the name Bolo from Enter the Dragon? Because this character was named Bolo. Right. I thought right. they just, 
Yeah, I, I thought his name was Bolo, and they were just like, we're not going to confuse things. Your name's yeah, Bolo on this, too. That would be my guess. Because that, was, yeah. that yeah. was where I first saw him, was Enter the Dragon. Yep. Um, but, was, like you were saying, you've never, he's the most jacked Asian actor out there. Like, so he stands out. He's incredible, not, yeah. He's yeah. also jacked. I don't know if you've seen his son, but he's like a, a Jap, like an Asian bodybuilder. Who, who dabbles, I think, in martial arts movies or something like that. But yeah, he's out there as well. I think his name Mini Bolo. Um, <laughs> baby Bolo. <laughs> yeah, Baby Bolo. Something like that. Yeah, he was jacked. I like, mean, he never saw another jacked Asian fighter, actor, you know? Right. And he, he just mastered. And we'll we'll get to this. Maybe, maybe you have some wisdom to share with us about. Because Bolo doesn't speak English. So all the acting he does is facials and a couple little hand signals that might look today look like white power symbols. Uh, obviously, he's not doing that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of great facials in this movie, which we need you to like, because you, you know, it's part of your business that you used to do with the facials. Can you explain well, to our audience what are facials and what makes it what what are good facials? Uh, I think you know, being being a huge fan of Lon Chaney. Um, Lon Chaney Sr., you know, who made his career from vaudeville in the silent era, uh, you know, Universal. Uh, you know, he's a fan of the opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame, um, London After Midnight, uh, just countless horror films during the silent era. Um, he... Your career was built on facials, you know what I mean? Because when there was no sound, um, emotion had to be conveyed through facial expressions, through the eyes, uh, through body yeah. movements. Eye acting. I mean, it really is. I think, I think, I think Bolo would have been a fantastic actor during the silent era. Um, yeah. You know, because he shows a lot of those skills in shoot fighter, you know, aside from a yeah. Like, would you say I think less than five actual lines, which are kind of jumbled, <laughs> but he's got yeah. mostly he speaks a little Chinese in it too. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's got more grunts than oh yeah he does. He speaks with the, uh, the old Asian lady I think right, and they have like his a, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah his, okay, mom. his mom. Yeah, and I think they have subtitles right for us. Yes. Idiots yep. yeah. they have don't subtitles. Know Chinese. It's um, your destiny, son. Yeah, yeah. So. Overall, yeah, this this, and then you have like this slicked, slicked uh, motorcycle ponytail looking oh. kind of generic uh, fighter guy. I think there is the three of them on the cover of the video. So, okay. Um, yeah, and I, I'm, I think uh, his name is Michael Bernardo, but I think he he was actually is a, ma- a martial artist. Although I know he appeared in a few other uh, martial arts films at the time, but I, I'm not familiar with. Them as much. I know he. I know both Zapka and uh, Michael Bernardo uh, reappear in part two, which that's yeah. a whole other. Does anybody story. ever check their credentials? Because if you watch any trailer for a martial arts movie, it's like featuring ten time world champion, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. And it's like some dude you never fucking heard of. Yeah, I mean, gonna... I think it's important. I think at the time, I think it means. I think it meant more then. Uh, well, now I think it's just now it's UFC. You know what I mean? Because you get these yeah, guys yeah. from UFC in these movies, and like none of them can act. 
except, you know, uh, I mean, I guess what Gina Carano would be like the best of the UFC crossovers. Um, certainly the biggest of the UFC crossovers. Um, but you know, at the time when UFC was early start, you know, you had Ken Shamrock appear in a few movies. He was like in what champion. Um, and he was in some other stuff. Um, early on, that was another video box cover was like, Ken Shamrock with this American flag. I think it was called champions. Um, and he was also in scarecrow slayer too. Uh, <laughs> scarecrow has gone wild is the tagline on that one. It's got Ken Shamrock in it. Um, but you know, I, I guess you could blame Hulk Hogan and Thunder in Paradise. Like, didn't he have that TV series, Thunder in Paradise? Like, they had a lot of these kind of, like, multiple crossover guys. Stallone used to do that a lot, too. He'd bring in, like, wrestlers and, like, crossover guys for his early pictures. Yeah, um, yeah, he had Terry Funk in a couple stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Over the top. So, um, yeah, I, how could I not rent this movie and fall in love with it as you guys did as well? You know, it's like a real hit. It's so good. Right. It's so good. So I was super impressed because I came to this, I saw uh, William Zapka and I was just like, Oh, he's just so good as like a good guy now. Like he's just, there's so much stuff going on in this movie. Right. Like we're going to be, we could be talking for three hours, people. Get the catheters out, right? Because right. there's just so much to talk. We should about. stop with the build up now because we're going to talk for too long when we get into the movie too. There's right. so many hair choices too that I have to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. like let's get on with it. I mean, let's let's. <laughs> I, uh, I'm chomping at the bit. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just throw to that trailer for the movie that has great movie, awful title. We're talking about Shoot Fighter Fight. What is it, Chris? Fight death or fight to the death? Fight to the death. There you go. Fight to the death. In the shadowy world of full contact martial arts, there exists a new phenomenon that is sweeping the world. It is a competition more vicious and more deadly than any you have ever seen before. What kind of fighting are we talking about? It's called shoot fighter. Shoot fighter. Fight to the death. I hope you bought your body bag. Let the competition begin. Where men fight to win. Or never fight again. One night, 3,000 bucks. You gotta do this. Shoot fighter. Let me quickly explain the rules. In the ring, there are no rules. There can be only one champion. Starring martial arts wizard Bolo Young of Double Impact and Bloodsport, Martin Cove of Rambo, William Zabka of The Karate Kid, Marian Dabo from The Living Daylights, and introducing three-time world karate champion Michael Bernardo, Edward Albert of Getting Even, and 13 of the world's greatest, most electrifying masters of the martial arts. The trap is set. You're up. We should get the hell out of here. It is a deadly game where survival depends on one simple rule. Kill or be killed. I don't waste my time with losers. You may return next month for the finals. But be advised, in the finals we use weapons. Gentlemen, it's time. Exploding with head-spinning martial arts action like nothing ever before brought to the screen. 
Welcome to the finals. You're up next. It's the ultimate hand-to-hand -hand combat. To the death. Finish him. Shoot fighter. Fight to the death. All right, Murray. I believe the last time we got to see a good... Because uh, fight rings are our thing. Yeah, that's, I don't know if you know this, Paul, but it's always been my dream to get rich enough that I could have people fight to the death for my amusement. So I'm, oh, we're always watching these movies. We're taking notes. We're like, do I want my layout this way? Do I want it notes. that way? And you've pointed out that is this the origin of the octagon? It really is it? Because this this is pre UFC, and there's an octagon in this movie, caged in right. and everything. Yeah, so I wouldn't be that's surprised. They had yeah. similar dreams, and they're like, "Well, we can't actually fight to the death, but we can use this cage setup octagon thing. It looks pretty cool. We'll take that." Yeah, well, fuck the original UFC. Practically was fights to the death. There was like no rule. You could you could hit a guy in the dick, and it's like you could. Yeah, oh, I love. I really? think the only thing you couldn't do is eye gouge. I think yeah. it's the only thing you could. Oh wow, it was true. So like a sumo versus a ninja, and he was like punching him repeatedly in the dick, and he like wouldn't let go of this move. And... <laughs> Jesus this Christ! Is, uh, this is badass. This is like Street Fighter. Yeah, th this is but, really good shit. But we, we talk about the layouts, Griff. Yep. I've always wondered what would be my look. I found it. Oh. Martin Cole. Martin Cole. I want to have the Swayze mullet with the blonde Dude, highlights. He is the scruff with oh. a tuxedo. I think you told me. There's a couple points I want to get to. First off, the last time we did a fucking uh, tournament-style international tournament uh, fight to the death thing was Kickboxer 2. And no, and, not Kickboxer 2, Bloodsport 2. Or Bloodsport 2. That was fucking I keep garbage. doing this. Bloodsport 2. Yeah. And it was fucking trash. They kept yeah. featuring people that had nothing to do with the movie. So this is redemption because we get to see people. We get to see little arcs for them. They've come to a fruition. You know, they, they, they actually escalate and all that. But you're right. Martin Cove in this movie. And you said he was a late-time addition. Yeah, originally the guy who plays uh, Tang, Tang, who was lightning in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, nice. Okay. He was the villain. Yeah, and so they were like, no, we got to amp it up. We got Zapka here. That's James Pack, who made his Get. debut in a Lauren Avedon starring King of the Kickboxer. Uh, oh, <laughs> King of the Kickboxer yeah, is King good. King of the Kickboxer was fun. But, that was a good movie. You know, yeah. Lauren Avedon, yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Next time you're coming on, we're gonna do a Lauren Avedon and you're gonna defend him. Oh my god. We're gonna see if you can uh, we're gonna we're gonna offend him. Yeah. And we're gonna see who wins. I'm bringing Baywatch, I'm bringing it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, so they hire like they go get Martin Cove. So you can skip there's a, there's about a hundred scenes of just Martin Cove reacting to shit yep. happening off the off it's screen. constantly cuts of like the top heel or his champion or something like really fucking selling some shit and then he turns and then we get a nice cove reaction <laughs> shot of him being coy his lighting is always beautiful we got right. some nice mexico filters happening all over the place because of course they do travel down into tijuana yeah so you got to hit that filter, right? I mean, but we we start out in Hong Kong where it all began. That's where right. Enter the Dragon. Exactly where Bolo was. Where Bolo? Oh no, never mind. No. And so we see we bring up. This is my dream. All the beautiful people of the world in tuxedos and evening gowns, watching people right. fight to the death. Again, I'm sorry to take this back to Bloodsport Two. 
Bloodsport 2's audience sucked. Yeah. They were peasants. And I'm sorry, peasants. <laughs> you deserve to see fights at death, but you survive. You live that. You see fights at death around the hobo fire every night. <laughs> yeah. We need highfalutin, high stakes suits, ties, like the fucking grossest people. I want to see Elon Musk in the crowd <laughs> yeah. with rhymes, you know? That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. And that's what we get. Right. And we're seeing our boy start out Bolo. Shingo is his character. Shingo, yeah. Oh, that's right. Shingo. Yeah. And he's just taking care of a jobber. He's just... Beautiful white uh, yeah. outfit on. Right. He's not giving us the fucking... Bi- the, well, the no, packs. you gotta earn that. You gotta earn that. Yeah. And I was worried. I was like, holy shit. The second time through, I was like, do we not see Bolo <laughs> without a shirt on in this movie? Because I don't know if I can handle this movie a second time if I don't get to see some... Some bolo, some packs. bolo cleavage. Yeah, a little bolo cleavage. We do. We get it a couple times. Get some pack pops. Yeah, it's on the cover of the box. Come on, you gotta have them shirtless. <laughs> hey, come on! I live in the internet age. I didn't get to see the cover of the box. I'm not going uh-huh. to Blockbuster. Come on! And he f he's he's taking on a jobber effortlessly. He's just toying with him. <laughs> this is good. This is good. He gets the but he does get the nice little trickle of blood he down got, the side of his mouth. Yeah, he got the trickle of blood. And he takes care of the guy. And then I guess he's got like a student. Oh, is he like, I, hey, I, a friend? Yeah, I thought I thought it was like a student, like a pupil of his of some sort, right? Yeah. There was some kind of connection here, but okay, I'm used to Bolo being the strong silent type and he's kind of playing this very coy cuz it like I think after his match or something, the kid it's very reminiscent to Bloodsport. He's like, yeah, I got Lee next. I'm going to take care of him, no problem. And he's like, Lee strong, because Bolo <laughs> says very little things. Right. So, Lee strong. And the kid <laughs> is just like, ah, God. He actually calls the movie Fight Death. Fight yeah. Death, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's where I got it from. Um, and so, yeah, we get to see the student go in there with Lee. Played by Martin Cove. So Martin Cove's not just an owner. He's also a participant. That's right. And there's like some bad. There's some bad blood between because apparently I don't know. I thought he just had bad carpal tunnel because he's got the fucking <laughs> carpal tunnel like brains on his arm. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, apparently there's yeah. yeah. We're, we're 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 being alluded to that maybe Shingo had did, did that to his arm. Right. There's bad blood, so he's going to take it out on his students. Yeah. We have. I mean, a lot of this movie is held up by eye acting. And facials, as we've right. talked about already, because right. right. we we see a lot of shots of Lee just leering over at uh, uh, Shingo, and so there's a lot of that happening in this match where he's just fucking wrecking his. Student. The samurai cop Joe Marshall is totally losing his mind because there's so much eye. He can't going read those on. eyes because yeah. it's it's like. It's like being a non-native Spanish speaker. When you listen to a native Spanish speaker talk, you're just like, you're not saying words, you know? <laughs> so even Joe Marshall is looking at these eyes. They're like, they're not even saying words. They're on a new level. Right. You know? So they start. Uh, I mean, that says a lot for the script, though. You know, you gotta, I wish I could get my hands on the original screenplay, you know, because I would love to see yeah. the 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 direction on some of these things, you know, it's like just like facial expressions, facial expressions, facial expressions, second page, facial expressions, movement. <laughs> right, right. Where? It's it's Back one where? whole page of just facial expression, yeah. facial expression, <laughs> eyes, eyes. So right. Lee does start 
Lee starts this fight with letting this kid just punch the shit out of him. He's rope-a-doping him. He's yeah. rope-a-doping him yeah. with his jaw. And he's got that perfect 5 o'clock shadow. The, whose hair did you say yet? He's got the Swayze fucking mane. He's got the yeah. beautiful Swayze hair. He's actually in like a karate outfit or something. Or I think he had the pants on and no shirt. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe a pink sweater draped over, <laughs> yeah. tied up. Pink sweater, A little yeah. Steel Justice action for you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he's just taking it all in and just looking over at, at, at fucking Shingo. Like, 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 this is what I'm going to give you. Yeah, he's just like, hey, your boy's getting me here. You're winning. You're yeah. winning. Look how much you're winning right now. And then he just turns the hat backwards. <laughs> he's like flipping a switch. It's my slow. I mean, it was great. You got you to gotta shine him up some. You know what I mean? They, even back then, like, squash matches aren't entertaining, you know. So you have to shine up the baby face, give him a little bit of hope. And shut exactly. him down and kill him to the death. Exactly. And, you know, this is high stakes betting. This isn't a Pete Rose situation. You can bet on yourself. You can bet against yourself. So who knows? Maybe Lee's betting against himself. No, that, yeah, that makes sense that he's, like, making people, like, bet against him. Where yeah. did we see that at? We saw that in Bloodsport where he was getting hit or something. Then he was like, how much money? Or is that Lionheart maybe? I forget what movie. We definitely watched <laughs> a movie where he was letting himself get hit. And he was like, eh? It could have been Lionheart. It was Bruce Lee. Uh... It was the one where he wears the yellow outfit. Game of Death? Game of Death, the Bond, Roger Moore. Not is that sure. who was in that? Which Bond guy was in that one? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. There was the white guy who was in Game of Death. You're thinking Enter the Dragon? Was it? Uh... Or Enter the Dragon? Yeah, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, John Saxon. John, John Saxon. Cause yeah. He, yeah, him, him and what's his name? Uh, God, betting, I, I'm right? doing great Anybody, job. He's better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, him and Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. Yeah. yeah. So that, there was a, I think there was a little bit of that happening with Lee, where he's getting punched and everything. He's like, "Eh, is it is the purse overflowing yet?" No, I think I think Paul was right. He's trying to give uh, Shingo hope for his student. Okay, like, you know, he's teasing Shingo. It's yeah. all just yeah. fucking with things. Yeah, yeah, it's that makes more mouse. sense. Yeah, and then he's like, he turns it on, he hulks up, and then he he gets the old carpal tunnel hand on the throat. And just start strangling the guy, and the, the referee's like, "Hey, it's it's over. Call yeah. it off." I think INDB called the ref the master. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they were the, they were called the elders, I think. Oh, the elders, were, okay, yeah, something right. like that. But everybody, like the the audience, goes uh, quiet because this is apparently like a few years before our real story takes place, and so shoot fighting hasn't seen a death. Apparently, in the ring. Yeah, isn't it kind of redundant? Is shoot fighting a redundant phrase? Because I, I mean, I know in the wrestling world, a shoot is a real fight, and a work is a wrestling match. What is what technically is shoot fighting? I, I think it's uh, to the death. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently not. Yeah, because they don't. Because I don't think they were doing. I don't think they were doing. Well, I guess. Yeah, you're right. That you might have something here. You know what I mean? I think it's uh, don't go until they're either dead or somehow you get stopped. Because like, what would they have been fighting to the end in this early tournament that's in in Hong Kong or in Japan? Is that because like, yeah, once he kills them, that's like a startling thing, right? It, w- it was, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. Well, he rips the guy's throat out. He doesn't just kill him. Yeah, he, he like the quad. In, in Bloodsport, though, when when Chong Lee breaks that guy's neck, though, and they all 
stand up and turn their backs, right? It's like dishonorable. The elders, yeah. Right, right. So it's dishonorable. But Lee, but it, as the only American in this tournament, I think, what does he care? He's going to be on a flight back to, to America in no time. He's going to fucking kill this kid and send uh, Shingo a message. Go back to the sporting <laughs> I mean, goods store and get a refresh on his wrist brace. <laughs> get some new gauze to put on yeah, it's all bloody now he's getting some ointments i mean it's good by the way there's some great gore in this movie too you gotta yeah. watch the unrated version of yeah Shoot Fighter. yeah there was some there's uh prosthetics and everything makeup yeah. happening here because the throat rip it looked good practical fucking effects no and, cgi and single oh. camera i don't want any more of this quick cut bullshit like we actually martin cove obviously has no martial arts skills <laughs> as far as we know we don't know yeah well yeah. i think, I think the color. editing yeah it, it it looks good and it, yeah, it looked like when he was fighting he looks like boxing yeah like yeah he wasn't really uh, yeah I think he definitely has a boxing background he's a new york guy you know what i mean i think you're either He's Boxer. definitely sucker punched some people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but right, he kills fucking uh, Shingo's student. He stands up and calls out, Shingo, you're next. I'm going to fucking wreck you. And then the elder referee, he's like, fuck no, you're not. You're out. Like, you can't murder a person You lost here. your Hong Kong privileges. Yeah. You can't come back. Yeah, HK no more. Leave. Walk. <laughs> Your visa is revoked. And then Lee just goes, this isn't over. Cut to the credits. And we get that beautiful <laughs> title, yep. Shoot Fighter, Fight, Fight death. Maybe Death. <laughs> if fight if death. it's in the past, no death. If it's in the future, lots of death. Right. So now we're, we're in L.A. And we see our hero, Ruben, played by William Zapka. Looking great. Teaching the kids how to protect themselves. He's a, he's one of the beautiful innocent children from Step by Step or a show like that. You know, he's like Cody. You're just like, I love this kid. You know, he's just a nice kid. Right. He's got the early '90s Ric Flair haircut, oh that floppy kind of parted down the middle. Thing. That, oh boy, that, that's too that. That's too accurate, actually. <laughs> oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of '90s fashion going on. Yeah, I was shocked. All the suits fit people. I was, I was expecting the baggy ass fucking. 90s I can't suits. wait till we get to Animal, as I call them. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. The ogre lookalike with the fucking terracotta suit with the black <laughs> mesh top. <laughs> yeah. Oh what? yeah! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, he, there's actually he's one of two actors in this film that were in Jim Cotta. Oh, he was in Jim Cotta. Yeah, I don't remember him. Cotta. He was. He's got that uh, dry fucking haystack, Randy Savage <laughs> hair going on. He played Thor in Jim Cotta, who gets killed in the Crazy Village, and the little pig. Oh, oh okay, yeah, okay. okay. So he's one of the participants. I also, he was also in. Uh, I just watched it recently. What was it called? It was like Furious Five or Fist Five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is this one of the Fast and the Furious movies? No, no. It's, it was actually better. better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. We played the same kind of role. But anyway, getting back to yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruben. Ruben he's got the- By the way, horrible name. Ruben. Great sandwich. Horrible name. Uh, Ruben Patterson. No. Sauerkraut. Blah. That's great. Ruben. Fuck you. Uh, 
Do you want to weigh in on sandwiches here? Make me What's your opinion on more sandwiches? Of a Griff hates them. I love them. And what his girlfriend, I think, is like helping do the books or something for this school because they're yeah. you know trying to keep the school open. Well, she's uh, a woman. She can't fight. Come on, the nineties. Her. So she just keeps the books. I want to say she, her niece or something. She comes from a pretty eighties family as well. Something Dalbo or something. I think her niece or something was in either one of the Conan movies or something, but she's got some. It was Con- yeah, it was, it was Conan the Destroyer. It's her sister. She was in uh, one of the Timothy Dalton. She was the Bond girl for one of the that's Timothy right, Dalton that's Bond right, movies. That's right. That's right. Living Daylight, she's, I think. Yeah. So she goes from Bond to Shoot Fighter. So her <laughs> career's a little, little on the downslide. It's gone somewhere. Did you point it out, Griff? Wasn't her, like, English accent is coming and going. She's got a Griff accent, all right. She sometimes... <laughs> she is English in real life. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, because they do throw in a line where she's like, "I'm just back from London." Yeah, they just throw it like I was two weeks. I just picked up this accent. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's like okay, but it was just like randomly. And again, uh, the first time I watched it when I was doing the notes, it was I was watching the YouTube version where they're whispering. So the second time when I watched on Daily Motion where it has like the real volume, I was like, okay, she definitely is randomly going into a British accent and then going back into like not, not trying to do an American accent. But the the point of this scene is we learned that the dojo it's like they're losing money. They they need to like make some money or the dojo's gonna close. Right. What's going on with this thing? It's like we it's does Shingo own this place, or is he just the, the master who just comes in I every thought, once in a while? I understood it. Shingo owned it. He is the greatest entrepreneur I've ever known because he owns a kung fu or karate place, and then he owns a restaurant as well. Right. Is right, that right. is that how you understood it? Yeah. I mean, I thought that was uh, – they might even be connected. Like, they share a door. Um, so you might would think you'd go to your Sifu. And ask him for the loan, but no, he goes to a loan shark to get. He's got money. Well, 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 you know, he doesn't want to let Shingo down. Like he should be, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. You know? Like what he, what Shingo taught him should be enough to make that What's, school the standout, where the students are just coming into the door. But that's apparently not the case. What's the overhead on a mini mall dojo? Like, why are they so in debt? Are they just letting the kids learn for free? Is that how question. great they are? He had a full class. <laughs> Yeah, and he's a baby face. You don't want to overcharge in that situation. It's better to to find something that's reasonable for more students can come in and learn how to defend themselves with the art of karate. Yeah. And you get the little girl with the the little trickle of blood. I've been I've been hit in the face hard enough to have a nosebleed. It doesn't just trickle and stop at your fucking upper lip. All right, yeah, I hate <laughs> that. That's one of my pet peeves. It pours out. You yeah. look like shit. Yeah. And so this little girl's got a little trickle, and she's like. I got punched in the face. We're going to call your mommy. No, you're not. Because she's going to cut me off of karate. Right. And, and I need I, to learn how to kill. I love this place. Right. I, I need a shoot fight. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming to be the... Oh, my God. Can you imagine a sequel with just little kids in the fights to the death? How amazing. <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds like no. some Thunderdome shit. Yeah, that's like Rocky Five, isn't it? Or whatever. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, we're all about like our Hunger Games and everything. <gasps> Marie, that's our break-in. You know, people went nuts for that Hunger Games, and then they had Battle Royale a while ago. We're going to do our idea of your fight ring, but it's going to be with children, but the 
parents. I want are babies. Gonna... I want toddlers. <laughs> you want to throw toddlers. weapons in the middle and see what happens. <laughs> These oh, kids know Kata somehow. Yeah. Oh, I like the sound of this. That... And that's the way we can – because, look, we've been here. The Supreme Court might get rid of abortion. We might have a lot of unwanted children going <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I'm just thinking of a way we can – there's two birds with one stone. I'm I our... can make money. And we can get rid of. I see kids. the trailer already. Yeah. Roe v. Ro- Roe v. Wade is overturned. Dunk, 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 dunk. Babies just just multiplying, just fucking filling up the ocean. Even we don't know what to do with these babies. We're throwing them in the ocean, and then suddenly one brave man comes up with an idea. <laughs> an entrepreneur. Uh, haven't seen an entrepreneur like this as Martin Cove and sh- shoot fighter. And I'm totally looking like Martin Cove. I've got the fucking blonde highlights in my mullet. I've got the scruff. I can fix your problem. I, I, I'm sorry, Paul. We're we're movie makers. We, we just have to go on. I think it's good. I think you provide the adrenochrome. You the right audience there. They're, uh, they're all for it. Oh, you know? shit. That's it. You got it. He's going to be. Paul, you're going to be our antagonist. You're going to be a QAnoner. <laughs> oh, nice. Yep. Can I have a, thing. a wrist brace on both wrists? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can. If you can sell it, and we know you can. Oh, I will. We saw the footage. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the cover. So I have children fight to the death, and I have my rich customers. They drink the adrenochrome afterwards. That's it. This is all so falls good. into place. This is so good. Oh, and, and Paul's trying to rat you out, but he can't get it over. And then you make him fight some of the children, exactly. and they overcome. I put Paul in a cage with like fifty children. <laughs> like it's like rats just climbing on him. Yes, that's what I meant. Oh, this is getting good. Oh. All right, guys, that's copyright. If we see it go anywhere, we're gonna get our money's worth. Right. We got our lawyers on this one. <laughs> Where are we? Oh, you know where we are? Nick rolls into town. This Nick looks stra- dick. straight out of Twin Peaks. We got fucking James on his motorcycle trying to be a badass. We see the close-up of the make. It's called like a glide something. Like an electric glide. Electric glide? And did really hammer at home. The license plate says 66, 66 glide. glide. Is it really? How are- <laughs> yeah, it was. These are the details. We pay attention to them. Oh, that's good. How can you be... A badass when you have a vanity plate. Like, there's nothing lamer than a vanity plate. And here he is. Oh, I'm wearing my thick leather. Yeah. With my fucking scorpion. She's, she's got the fucking Steven Seagal Nang Chan ponytail oh, flapping yeah. back there. This, this is... Is he showing up? Is he at the karate studio yet? Is he showing up yet? Or is he just... Yeah, a, that's... Okay. Yeah. And, because I'm trying to remember if he Before. tries to light a cigarette like in the studio or outside the studio. Oh it yeah, was... it's in the studio because he's such a badass. Yeah, like he walks in and if at pulls first... out his Newports, his Virginia Slims. He greets the... apparently his sister Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. they look nothing like related at all. Well, she's apparently British and he's you know <laughs> she's straight out of Angel Town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's looking like a fucking baby Fender from Cyborg. I'm sorry. You're all he right. needs is the grimy fucking wraparound shades. And uh, I mean, I'll let, I'll just add into that. Cyborg's future happens in one year, and the way this world is going, I believe that this is baby Cyborg or baby Fender. Right. This is the origin story of uh, Fender. So I think we have to do Street Fighter Two now. 
Shoot, or fighter. shoot Fighter 2. God, it's just too <laughs> close. We have to do Shoot Fighter 2 because I'm pretty sure the there is going to be a Mad Max turn. Right. World War 3 starts and Armageddon happens. Then Nick Cyborg. Yeah, then... then just starts going fucking ape shit heel on everybody, huh? I just want to see how he gets the, the chain link like vest. Shoot oh, in the shades. Yeah. yeah I need to know how he gets the shades. So, yeah. So, we see that there's a little friendly rivalry between these two guys. Uh, Nick and Ruben. Nick and Ruben. Hey, hey, uh, does he kick the pack off his head or something? Or he kicks the cigarette out of his mouth? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. So, after the quick greeting with his sister, she's like, I'm going to go home and make you guys the most elegant dinner. Right. I'm a woman. Come, My job is to cook Come and right back I'll be home. out of here. Okay. Here's my... <laughs> I have a few complaints about this movie. Timeline's one of them. They oh fucked it up. Oh, my God. I got a lot of issues with the fucking tournament. That's AEW booking there, but we'll get to that. Yeah, the booking <laughs> is bad. The timelines are bad. They just they couldn't get those right. Yeah. This is like a perfect 7 out of 10. If they get the timelines time right, 10 out of 10. This is a great movie. Um, And so we're seeing it is clearly noon. It is high noon. You know, cowboys are out uh, smoking their hand-rolled cigarettes and everything. And so he rolls in there. He says hi to his sister. His sister's like, oh, my God, I'm going to go start pre- preparing dinner right now. It's going to take her five hours to get this dinner Well, she together. has to bake a cake, too, which she does. That's right. Yeah. And it's a piece of cake to bake a pretty cake if you do the cooking by the book. So she's going to go home and do that. And this is where we get Nick and Ruben broing down like, I see things have changed about you. And he's trying to do like a... Tough guy, I've been living because, on the road. Yeah, Nick's been out of town for two years because he got in a little bit of trouble and he had to leave town. Yeah, Paul, what do you think that trouble was? What do you think he got into? Uh, you know, that's a tough call. I think he was either hawking bikes, trying to steal other people's vanity plates, or, you know, might have been on the run. Because, uh, I, I, you know, you see him ride a motorcycle at the beginning, but then they kind of play off of that. I think they kind of drift away from it. I'm not really sure why, but. They, not the most charismatic. Yeah, not the most charismatic guy. He's kind of got an annoying voice. Oh, and it's all in the mo- it's he's it's all in the leather jacket. That's what he's just he thinks the leather jacket can sell him. It plays yeah. and I'm I hate to give it away. It plays into the switch so well. Yeah. I hated Nick. Yeah, I yeah. did not well, want the ponytail. I wanted him to die because I think he did a double fucking rubber band in the ponytail. I think there was two. at one point he did. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like that. It was He's frustrating. Definitely the dweeb of the movie. You know what I mean? There was like, definitely some conditioner going on in that hair. Oh, yeah, he flicked it up. He, <laughs> <laughs> he likes to keep it wet so, and shape. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you were trying to get to because they step out onto the dojo floor. And the kids have all been released and everything, so it's just been released. (laughs) Well, yeah, just get back out there, get in your feral children, whatever. They don't pay, so. But like, what kind of and so light a cigarette indoors? What kind of prick? Well, this is ninety three. Ninety three could do it. Everybody was smoking indoors in ninety three, so that's Nick's. I mean, when you got a Nick fit. Oh, I like God, I that. hate that. I hate it. I know I did it, but I hate it. Whips out his pack of Virginia Slims, you know, and he's just like, I got to hit it. <laughs> and Ruben says the same thing. <laughs> right. Ruben kicks it out of his mouth. This is a no smoking dojo. I, points to the sign. I like his little toe wag, too, because he tippy taps. <laughs> he he the did cigarette. a Miami connection. Yeah, he tippy tapped the, the <laughs> cigarette. And then he with his toe, he did a no, no, no. Okay. I'm going to suck the toe polish. <laughs> 
off your nail or whatever the fuck. <laughs> nail polish off your toe. God damn. Go back to last week's episode. Jesus. So then he's like, oh, I'm gonna because like there's this. It's friendly rivalry, but it's a rivalry. Yeah. So Nick's like, I gotta get, I gotta get my face back. So he puts the Virginia Slim pack on the top of that perfectly Ric Flair coiffed hair. Oh yeah. And he <laughs> kicks it right off of Ruben's head. Yeah. Now, Paul, you went. Th- you you were a youth going through all the uh, ninja courses and everything. Did you actually see a teenage pissing battle like this? Well, actually, that was part of our training. Was we had those uh, like those Bob stand up figures that you're supposed to train on. And oh yeah. Yeah, we would get cigarette packs to put on the top of that, and we'd have to kick it off, uh, test up a belt. Yeah, and eventually it moved on to like different things, pineapples and whatnot, which we see victimized oh. later by Lee. Uh, yep. In this movie, but yeah, no kicking, kicking off the top of the head. It goes back to uh, what was that? Uh, who was it shooting the apple off of the head with the arrow? William Tell. William Tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's the it was the the tell the telling exercise. Um, oh yeah, the telling exercise. We all know that one. We practiced the telling exercise before every podcast. The only podcast. thing I was good at in my training was kicking <laughs> cigarette packs on people's head. Yeah, well, it was just... like you, not, you guys are too young to remember, but there was a commercial, it was a battery commercial, and the guy I can't remember his name, but he was another one of these like phony tough guys, and he would. The thing was, he put the battery on his shoulder. He's like, "Go ahead, knock it off." <laughs> I was like. Okay, whatever, you know. And he was on the Wild Wild West, the TV show. I can't remember fuck his name. But he was a, he's one of those guys, probably like five six, who thought he was like a badass kind of guy. But hey, on the screen he was six two. Exactly. exactly. So like a like a, like so, a Duracell battery or like a car battery. I'm trying to picture. I don't, no, really it, really yeah, really. it was it was like a it was like a D battery type. Okay. Oh, a D battery. How did he keep okay. a battery, a car battery on his shoulder? Right? <laughs> <laughs> So, so Shingo is watching beautiful eye acting going on from Bolo. This is the first shot we get, and I want to talk about hair in this movie. We've already talked about Ric Flair coiffed hair. We've already talked about Nick's horrible ponytail. We've done we've done some hair already, and now we've got Shingo Bolo making his second appearance. We didn't talk about it in his first appearance, but in eight years he has not changed his hair. Oh. He's got negative sideburns. So he starts cutting them way up into his skull. When he worked with Mr. Burns. Yep, exactly. <laughs> he was on the softball team. Um, and then he's got the flowing mullet and like a pompadour in the front. Like, he's got a lot happening here. Right. And, but he's got... Classy, he's, classy. Wouldn't you want a restaurant entrepreneur, owner, martial arts master to like show a composed stylish quaffed kind of mullet um i think i, think so. I do yeah yeah, yeah I, think, clean. I think i, I would clean yeah i feel like he would be one of those soup nazi type interactions where i'd be really intimidated at first because he comes off timid he's got a strong front but then when you when he sees that you not only like pay with cash because they all want you to pay with cash but then you tip well too he would soften up and then yeah. he would do his little trick where he comes out with a bag and tells me to open my mouth without words <laughs> and then he would put a fortune cookie in my mouth and i'd be like i love this man i'm recommending this restaurant to everybody right. like i am his guppy he just gonna feed me i want that 
So he comes out, and Ruben's like, oh, you got to meet my Sifu. He's like, Sifu? Is Nick just a natural? Did he know, was, he, was he trained at all? Angel Tony's from the streets, dog. Okay. Because he's acting like he, he think you know what a Sifu is. I thought they were. I, I assumed these guys trained together. At that's one what time. I thought too. But apparently, it's all yeah, new. Yeah, see, that's what's even more surprising about the lighting up in the dojo thing. Going back to it, it's just to me that's like, what, what a douchebag friend. Like you know, if you have any martial arts background, you just you wouldn't even think twice about lighting up a cigarette in your friend's fledgling dojo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I Never mind that he had his boots were covered in mud and he was just oh, grinding them into the mats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Honestly, yeah. like, oh, Seagal would never do that. Yeah, I would like to think Seagal. that they approached Seagal before they approached Bernardo and Seagal just kind of laughed at them. Um, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Dish just dripping on the mats. It's just, It's a mess. I'm sure. I'm sure Bernardo was, uh, you know, or rather, Seagal was like, "All right, do I get to beat everybody?" And they're like, "No, you're actually gonna have to fucking sell some shit." And he was like, "Uh, uh-uh, no. not for me." And you're gonna learn from Japanese master, Asian Hong Kong master Bolo. I don't learn from anybody. Like, uh, if anything, he, I'm teaching him. You know. <laughs> yep. Exactly. 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 Second lesson would be him teaching. <laughs> oh, so. Everybody has to get permission. Everybody in this movie has to get permission from Shingo to do anything in their life. Right. Like, he is he Charles lives. in charge. Yeah. He is uh, Shingo in charge. Right. And, and, like, see, we're just talking about how disrespectful Nick is. Nick's like, because obviously Ruben respects his master. He's like, is it okay if I take the, the afternoon off? Yeah, fuck training, man. We got to go party. I haven't been in town in two years. Right. Ruben is trying to get into the Nationals. That's the best in the nation. Right. And America is the best nation, so it's the best of the best. Right. So you gotta train. Right. But but Sifu, he's he, he's like he sees how important this this Nick character is to Ruben. So yep. he's like, Yes, you may go party this afternoon. He says all of that with his eyes in yeah. a nod. Yeah. So Murray is yeah, just, I think he grunts once. He goes, yeah. Oh. He does grunt once. He grunts a lot but in we, this movie, I think. <laughs> it's like, he does, but you know it doesn't play out so well on a podcast if we just go. Huh. We got to dictate it for him. You know? So we cut to what, what's up? What's Lee been up to? He got banished from Hong Kong again. I want we to remind everybody from America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the elders have control of America too. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a scene goes to Tijuana because that's where anything goes. I mean, they open the shoot fighting thing with a donkey show. They go crazy down there. <laughs> So, come, come and we know we're in Tijuana, Griff. Why? Because there's a yellow filter. <laughs> Everybody knows you're. We learned this from our mechanic episode. Yep. You put a. You wanted. You want to sell Mexico to people because he didn't. They just. They didn't go to fucking Mexico. No. You just put a yellow filter on it because that's what the air apparently looks like in Mexico. It's yellow. It's all I know yeah. about Mexico. It's got yellow air. The dirty. Filter. We see. We see that he's got his own little ring set up. His little fight ring in Tijuana. Yeah, we're, we're, we quickly learned that it's his yeah. home fight ring. Didn't he get the same ref? Well, we see we get Gerald Akamura for the second oh, week in right. a row. That's right. Yeah. It was Akamura. Yeah. We've been talking him up so much lately. Well, yeah, Here he is again. Right. He's, he's ubiquitous. He's in everything. He is. No. They can't get Al Leong to go get me Akamura. Yeah. Yeah. And he's great. He's still got the same facial hair, like yeah. the mustache split in the middle with yeah. just the little wispy sides. 
that. Oh, he's looking great. I love him. And he knows the refs in this movie are really good. We're about to get to another ref when they do their little gymnasium tournament. Right. That guy was good, too. I loved his shirt. Did Macho on it? Yeah, I loved it, too. (laughs) He looked like a high school tournament gym teacher. Right. And I'm sorry. Everything about this movie just felt so good. Anyways. Wait, that's a product IT placement. Like, is that the first product placement or one of the only product placements in it? Because Macho was like a you know, martial arts brand for for equipment. Well, me and Murray were not, you know, baby ninjas like you, so we didn't know about yeah, this Macho business. I thought it was just the word Macho. Some of my, first, oh, okay. I think my first sparring gear was Macho. Actually, it was made by Macho. No shit. Oh, yes. Endorsements right in front of us. Yeah, endorsements. I'm telling you, they were not above product placement. Even though oh. we don't see the pro- we don't see the brand of the cigarettes, or were they actually Virginia Slims? I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're Virginia Slims. <laughs> going back to these cigarettes, it's come a long way, baby. Offended. Yeah, so offended by this Nick the Dick fuckwad. Well, they're trying uh, to sell them as kind of a fuck up, so it works. It works. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He gets he gets humbled later on. He but does. go hang out with him, Ruben, instead of train. Yeah, I'm a good I'm a good seafood. Right. Uh, okay, yeah. back to Mexico. He, Back to Mexico. Mexico. Lee's got the great. I I like this. I think I want to be on a throne too because he's got like a throne thing set up. Oh no! I imagine you have a throne with a gong behind you. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. And then shirtless like, guy, sash holding his pants up. <laughs> right. You know, and I just make like a hand gesture, and he hits the gong to let us. It's know. It's, it's it's Bolo's little okay. That's yeah. now white power side. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and we see even Tijuana has beautiful rich people because they're, rich people just have a bloodlust. They didn't know this. Well, we see it in the UFC now. There's nothing but beautiful people in the <laughs> UFC crowd. If you yeah, watch everybody, UFC, <laughs> when I watch UFC, it's nothing but tuxedos. It's not the trashy people or like yeah. I work at Kroger. It's not I'm like a, it's not affliction T-shirts and like a yeah. backward baseball cap. It's tuxedos. The one time even the celebrities look like shit. There nobody's dressing up in UFC. The one time me and Murray went to a ring. Of honor show a couple of years ago <laughs> there was this chick who was just standing up behind us yeah. and she just starts screaming out i don't remember who who it was too it was some he's from here i think it was a, a motor city machine guns or something like I, that. I can't, he's I can't from remember. here i know that but much. wasn't she yelling out like i want to suck your fucking yeah, dick she's by, she's by her boyfriend she's like i'll suck your fucking dick. you gotta remember this is actually this is when everybody bailed on ring of honor like the bucks and everything so it was a pretty it was a sparse crowd yeah so we, which was cool because we were like right up. On, we actually got on TV on one of the episodes like yeah. in the audience, but you you did it because there was this fat black guy. Standing yeah, in front of you. that guy was hilarious though. The show was about him actually. Yeah. But this chick just screams out, "I'll suck your dick!" We were talking about ring mats earlier, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but that might, that might have been the last of them. Right. Yeah. She knows sells it. The boyfriend's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then he brings up like. You might have been picked up. You work at Kroger's. Yeah, no, she says nobody who nobody who shops at the Kroger I work at. Yeah, is that here. was it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. No one. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, he replied. He replied. You're, 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 I think you're talking about Alex Shelley. Good. He's awesome. yes, that was the guy. Yeah. yeah, cool yeah. Guy. No, he didn't reply. He he no sold it. He didn't. No, do he didn't. I don't think he even heard her. Actually. Yeah. I was more like he just probably knows. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it was it was she came out and said that. She's like, Oh, nobody nobody shops at the Kroger I yeah. work at is here. Me and Murray were just cackling for it. We go to so many live shows <laughs> and we find ourselves cackling about all the people around us. We love it. 
We'll see. All right, so like that would never be allowed inside Lee's fight ring down in Tijuana. Oh. He wants the, the classiest oh. of the classiest, like the tip of the top, the cartels, clients. I mean, that's ah. what you see down there. You know, it's very reminiscent of the early brawl uh, fight scene in Lionheart. Where you have the the fancy crowd party goers, right? And you have the yeah. Um, yeah. in the uh, in the parking garage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Murray, you complimented the fuck out of the Booker for that, though. Oh, yeah, you... I did like that because you're kind of like roving around, yeah, you're stuck in all one kinds place. of environments. Yeah, yeah. That was more of a shoot fight than anything. Yeah, that was really yeah. just shot wherever they could get. But I do want to bring up, because I was getting into Lionheart territory with the crowd, and you brought up those crowds and everything. Did you guys notice the lady in the red sequin dress? No, I did not. She was at the front of the cage in almost every fight, and she was wearing a bra, and she's, like, fucking throwing her arms up. Tits are bouncing everywhere. I'm like, I know this woman. I know those bouncing tits from anything. <laughs> that was the blood chick from... Lionheart, the she one gets got around. The, wow, the one that got blood on her face, and she was just like, first she got offended. blood on her tits, and then she like, and then it. suddenly so, she's like licking it. If that, so the guy that she's with in Lionheart, so is this? That's actually the same girl that's in Street Fighter. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, this girl it. gets around. She I, was one of the weird. early shoot rats. Octorat. Yeah. Octor <laughs> Go shoot sluts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so we've done 15 minutes on the crowd. <laughs> well, no, the funny thing is, is like that uh, the guy who she's with in Lionheart, um, I can't remember his first name, but his last name is... Oh, my God, you his, know him, though. His last name is Bender. He's, he's Tarantino's top producer. Um, William Bender or something. Fuck. Yeah, he he produced oh, the Dogs, Pulp Fiction. He he produced all those movies. This was right <laughs> before he did all that. Uh, William Bender. God, I can't remember his name, but that's Tarantino's like right hand guy. And apparently, he was like asked about Lionheart and was like just didn't want anything to do with it. Like he was just embarrassed. Apparently, that he was. And Lionheart, he's the like, I could kick this guy's ass. It's that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, huge Hollywood producer. Huge. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that funny? Oh. I heard that on the commentary for Lionheart. Oh, okay. It was, it was, it was like a behind the scenes or something. But yeah, like they mentioned that. And uh, pretty crazy. Dang. So we're getting into our First match, uh, you know, of this new shoot fight style, because we're about to learn that the rules have changed since I, I guess, what's his name? I guess Lee has taken over it because uh, yeah, now suddenly, changed. I mean, if you're gonna, yeah, because now you can go to Mexico, you can kill people. People don't know that. If you want to kill someone and get away with it, go to Mexico, go to Tijuana, okay? You can fucking kill someone and get away with it and just do it for fun. You'll get paid for it. You'll have red tits, girl in the front row cheering you on. No repercussions. <laughs> that's that's exactly. what we I mean, wanted to build. And he's built it think beautifully. Of, think about the value that's happening here because, you know, it's like AEW keeps you there for fucking dark and then rampage and then oh, elevation yeah. oh, and then the people, main show. Yeah. Mike Tyson yawning during matches. Like, yeah, on. exactly. 
eight hours of the same wrestling match over and over. No, go to Tijuana and you get a cockfight to open the thing. Then you get the donkey show, and then you get blood fighting to the death. Yeah. That's what you, that's what the values have. And if you stick and around so, after midnight, you'll get the adrenochrome cocktail. I'm telling you, yeah, it's all right cocktail. there. It's all ready for you. And some churros and, on the side. There you go. And God damn it. it, it the churros are free, too. If you're <laughs> one of the ladies who likes the guys fighting, Shoot Sluts is still very <laughs> live and well at this time. So you can. You the can, Shoot Sluts scene was off the chain. There's a I, dick for you to suck. Yeah. It's behind the dumpster. <laughs> Be careful about the Angel Town crew that's back there, though. We see them yeah. later in the movie. Yeah. But yeah. So, we, so we, we get we're this. getting new rules and everything because yeah. now weapons are allowed. Right. So is this supposed to be January? Because the finals happen in January. I don't know. I lost track Again, of all Again, timelines time. in this movie make no sense. No. They don't matter. Well, now they don't need it. Yeah, what also makes no sense is we build up a character who does absolutely fuck all. He doesn't even compete in the tournament yeah, at the end. this sucked because I really like this guy's match. Uh, what did you say his name was? Kong. Kong. Did you like Kong, Paul? Wait, which one was he? Is this uh, was he the black <laughs> I, well, there yeah. are two black guys. I think he was. There was one black guy with an eye patch. Yeah. I think is the other guy. And then I believe Kong was the guy with the do rag. Blue pants, blue and white pants is, with is, the do rag. Is he skinny and like kind of ripped? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Skinny ripped. That's uh, Hakeem Alston. And he was in Masters, that martial arts show. I don't know if you remember uh, Masters. But, I think I did watch yeah, that. He was he was in quite a lot of he was in Blood Moon um with Gary Daniels and uh young Rob Van Dam. Um yeah, but he was a he was in a lot he popped up in a lot of martial arts movies. His name is Hakeem Alston. And I think he eventually oh. becomes part of Lee's He's like one of Lee's circle of henchmen or something, isn't he? He becomes one of his Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay. He's his champ. Yeah. He's one of the guys yeah, he's a while he's fighting. Yeah, yeah, he's he's about to win it right here. So this is supposed to be the finals. I don't know if they do two of these a year. But we learned that they do the finals in January. Okay. The, the timelines don't work out at all for it <laughs> to know. somehow wrap back around to January. So anyways, we're seeing that now they... This, we don't know how long Ruben and uh, Nick train. I mean, shoot, so we'll get a shoot fighter might take place over the course of a year. It might. We yeah. can't tell because the hair never changes. No. Uh, the only thing that changes. Weather doesn't change because they're in the West Coast. Yeah. So, you know, we can't right. tell. Right. Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're getting our. Uh, uh, this is the final match. And we get. we get. Was it iPatch guy and then uh, our champion? Kong. Yeah. And immediately, a little the, there's like an outside referee who drops a couple of weapons into the right. ring. Get, so finals has weapons, right? One guy Kong picks up a couple of size. I don't remember what eye patch got. So, but I don't. Want, I think he got swords or some knives or some shit. He maybe it was the right? the commas. It's like yeah, a stick with the uh, blade on it. Looks like a mini like yes! that, That's it. Yeah, the, like uh, a little her, mini scythe type thing. Yeah, yeah that's what I think it is. Okay. Yep. So all I remember is Kong easily handling his opponent, and he's fucking just stomp. He's doing Rudy Ray rubouts on him and everything, <laughs> oh. and, he, and he just 
getting the crowd amped up because I remember him just like stomping and then turning he's the a crowd. showman, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's looking over at Lee, and Lee is just kind of like doing like a nice uh, another post production reaction shot from Martin yeah, Cove. just great he's, reaction shots yeah. and that perfect like Mexico filtered sunlight and everything. It's so good. It works with his shadow and his. Sway's hair. It's right. so good. I'm convinced that they shot all of Martin Cove's scenes in like three days. Probably. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And he probably that's got probably six figures for that. Week. Yeah, definitely less than <laughs> a week. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, it's so, in, I know it's that. Mexican currency, so it's in pesos. Like, no, <laughs> mostly in Mexico. We're going to pay you in Mexican. So if you don't mind, he's like, yeah, well, you know, that works. After Credit Kid, things go. Well, yeah. No, yeah. Say yes. Thank you. We got we got this cocaine after uh, uh, off our cab driver for twenty bucks, so you can have that. You can have three thousand pesos and a couple Mexico. And it shoots and a lot. Keep the pineapple. And a pineapple. <laughs> That's how he got the scar on his face. That's. How... <laughs> oh, but That's we're going to uh, we're going to need the wrist brace back. Actually, that's part of props. <laughs> right. Can't even let him have that for a memory. Yeah. Well, he pretty great. He he, he, kill, he slices. I thought I don't know, but I've never used a size. Size to me look like they're dull and they're yeah. used for stabbing because yeah. he slices the guy's throat with a size. Ball is that? What's the size? Yeah, as a kid, you always associated these weapons with uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles. You know what I mean? So like the size yep. were Raphael, the katana blades, yep. Leonardo, the bow staff. Donatello and the Nunchukas yeah. for Michelangelo. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to beat the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle video game, you always play Donatello with the staff. Yeah. Yeah. It's longer, right? It, like you can exactly. Yeah. No, that was they, always good. Hitbox for the staff actually goes behind you too, so you can oh, yeah. hit things behind you, shooting oh, in front right, of you. Right. So See, I've it. never seen a like a size sharpening scene. So like I don't really I, you know what I mean? So I've always thought that they were just like dull uh prongs, yeah, right. dull prongs, which if you think about like skewers. It, yeah, like I would rather they were sharpened because it would you know, like imagine being stabbed with like a spoon, you know, in your ribs or something like that. That would fucking, <laughs> yeah. that would fucking hurt so much more. Um Right. So, but I think that's also why they were so twirly, you know, with them, just because it was like there's no risk of being cut by your own weapon. Um, but is that what he? Is that what uh, <laughs> Kong, he got the size or he got the commas? Because I thought he like cuts the guy's throat, doesn't he, or something? Yeah, Kong cuts his throat with a size. That's why I was asking the question. Oh, that's yeah. fucking weird. I just love how the Maybe fact we've in Mexico. They sharpen their size. We have three pages of notes, and we're like two paragraphs. Yeah, into this is like we're gonna have to pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah. But, that's cute. Oh. Okay, so back in America. <laughs> yep, you're right. No, you're right. We're back in America. We're we gotta go the, to a bar fight now. Yeah, we're we're at the bar. Okay. Lone shark. Everybody likes him. We're getting uh, fucking Ruben has that classic '90s look with a T-shirt with the vest, oh, and they're growing up. And then we get these redneck cowboys because it's a redneck bar. I don't know why these guys decide to go to redneck bar. It's the only bar in town. I don't know, but they're playing a little pool. And then these rednecks come in and start saying, "Hey, we want to fuck your girlfriend and all this shit." 
and Ruben's getting hot. And uh, Nick's like, hey, chill, man. Don't I'll, Somehow, I guess he learned a lot in that two years out of town about, like, being, like, chill, because he's trying to calm the situation. Yeah, okay, like, let's just man, leave. I, I got in a fight with these guys after I stole their vanity plates. It's not worth it, okay? Right. You don't, you don't need to fight everybody. You don't have to kill a man to win. Oh, a little foreshadowing. Um, have we ever seen a bar fight scene that didn't involve the pool table or p- pool cue sticks? Or oh, you got to have the cue sticks. That's a requisite. You got to have. It. I love to see a, a martial arts bar fight in a scene where they are playing. They're pool. throwing darts or something. Yeah, yeah, don't use anything. Like use the jukebox, use the darts, put them in a swirly, but like don't use anything pool table related. I mean, use the hot dog. We saw Seagal do it. Yeah, oh yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> but who yeah, he the, the hot dog. The, the pool cue. It's Nick, I think, or one of them. I thought twirls it or something. I think it was Nick. Yeah. Uh, Nick, yeah, because even later in the movie, you see it come back around. He practices. Well, right. they, but they don't, but they're walking out. They're ready. They're like serenity now. Serenity and now. then, oh yeah, drops the Someone drops the F bomb on you. you, you it ain't worth fighting unless somebody calls you queer. And then exactly. you're like, those are fighting words. It's yes. like calling Marty McFly chicken. You know what I mean? You just yeah. don't call Ruben the F word. Is that, did they actually I, drop I, the F bomb there? I, I, they did. They hit a hard F. <laughs> oh, that's, so that's, that's tasty. You got to love it. Especially because it was the time. Very acceptable. Yeah. yeah. It is very 93. This is very early. Well, it ain't acceptable to Nick and Ruben because that sets them off. And they just fucking, they grab the, they go, they go right beeline for the cue sticks. They get very cute about it. They're like, you know what? I think I'm ready for another round. Oh, that's uh, who's right. going to break them? I'm going to break them. Oh, and then that's they, right. they're like, yeah, it's very cute. And then Ruben does like a kick where he kicks behind them and throat chops somebody okay. with the pool cue in the throat, and it's a quick fight. Yeah, like they don't linger on their fights. Well, this is just some fucking shit heel rednecks. They should be able to take these exactly. Guys out, like know? this should be a squash, and it is right. I would have liked they, they to get... them like a double dragon spinoff too. I think they would have been a much better double dragon than Mark Dacascos and Scott Wolf, but that's just on a side note. Sorry, go ahead. I no, I haven't seen that movie in forever, and I think you're right about that. So they hop in the car because because uh, Cheryl's making that dinner that they're like five hours late for. So again, timelines here. Yeah. They left the stu- the dojo at noon. They right. went to a bar right. in the afternoon. They leave there clearly three o'clock in the afternoon. It is not that late. So, by the I, way, one of the barmaids goes, "Nick, nice to see you're back in town." It's right. Like, oh. It was quiet when you weren't around. Right. So we're getting little clues about what Nick was about, and apparently he was a rowdy. He, he was, was a hothead. Yeah, he was in bar fights a lot, right. and so he's willing to turn turn a shoulder too. He's gone. That's a, that's another movie all in itself. What was he doing in those two years? I know, right? It explains why they went so, to the Hick Bar because that was apparently Nick's old hangout. So. You know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that explains. Okay, so they get they get back in the car three o'clock p.m. and they got to drive nine hours to get back home because <laughs> right. it's night when they get back home. Right. But they have to have a little conversation first, and we get to see our baby boy Ruben, who is just beautiful and innocent, this perfect Ric Flair coiffed hair. Right, and he's just like, 
We'll see. I'll explain the timeline. The dojo is in LA, but Ruben and his girl actually live in Nevada. Um, <laughs> hey, man, if you've ever been to LA traffic, you could like yeah, take five actually, hours. Yeah, you, to you're get. making some sense out of this. <laughs> Well, there's no taxes in Nevada, no income tax, you know what I mean? So it's hard enough keeping the dojo oh. open in California, but can they live there as well? Oh Fuck God. no. So I think they live in Nevada, but anyways, go ahead. Okay. Some, so okay. training later, isn't there like some like canyon mountain training later? So I remember Anyhow, a hill. they're probably in Utah for that one. I got a, yeah. I got a Revenge of the Ninja kind of vibe. But, uh, <laughs> So they're they're talking like he's like I've never been in a fight before. Look, I have an erection, uh, yeah. and like he's like I don't want to see that man. Right. And it's like I got a fight boner. I love to fucking hurt people. There's, I just realized there's that. something about no points, violence, blood. Like I'm into this. And right. Nick's like, hey, you be careful with that, or you have to skip town for two years. So adding a little Is that more. Is that the statute of limitations? He said to leave for two years? And come <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay. I can't tell you how much I hate fucking pretending to teach children and enjoy it. <laughs> I want to teach them how to, offense, not defense. It's That's right. I, want to, I, re, I should be teaching them how to kill, how to dismember and maim. Like, <laughs> yeah. nothing. So... We, we do we learn, have, we learn yeah. a little piece of, of information. Those weren't just ordinary rednecks. Those guys work for the loan shark that that Ruben had to take a loan out for. Because, like, like Paul br- brought up, I mean, if this studio is in L.A., the taxes on it are incredible. Oh, yeah, and so of course, and you can't you can't just go to Shingo because Shingo's too sweet, innocent, strong. You know, you've got to look tough in front of him. So he's he got horrible credit because, like you say, he only takes cash only. He takes so cash. Shingo's, knows. Shingo's also probably flipping the note on his Chinese restaurant. So, like, you know, you don't want to really hammer him down with, with asking for money. That's, that's Maybe, yeah, that might be. He's probably got a lot of illegal family members working there. He doesn't want any heat on him. His mom is the head chef. Right. That's yeah, right. and he does give the fortune cookies away. That's right. He forces you to eat your own fortune. Like, you don't even get to see what the little paper thing was inside. That's... That's an interesting point you bring up there. He does really force it down your throat. Maybe that makes it stronger of a fortune. Like, like you're not true. supposed to tell anybody your fortune, right? So that way it stays with right. you the whole time. Something there. I'm going to start so eating you, so it, cookies that way. Just eat the whole thing. <laughs> without... And your luck will, yeah, your luck will change those lucky numbers. You'll suddenly think of numbers and you'll just bet on them and they'll work because you didn't look at the slip of paper. Yeah, you'll get the occasional word in Mandarin or Chinese on the back that, like, you'll never use. <laughs> you'll be able to just... That's how you learn Chinese, actually, is you eat the word. Eat, you, you eat it, yeah. Them. And then it comes right back out, right. I've been eating a Spanish dictionary for a long time, but I still can't speak Spanish. I am reading the back never... of a fortune right now, and apparently it says to learn Chinese, the word fork is cha. Cha, cha zi. I don't know. I don't think that's right. But I have some lucky numbers. I'll keep this to myself, and I won't tell you the fortune because I need this one to come true. <laughs> don't put that in the universe. First yeah. of all, we know they don't use forks; they use chopsticks. Yeah, so we on. know it's a bogus fortune. That's for America. Like yeah. bullshit. God damn it! I nearly ripped me off. 
So they finally get home. It's like midnight. It's Nevada. I Paul brought it up. It's right. Nevada. And they don't. They don't. I think they don't do uh, daylight savings. I don't know, but that's uh, Arizona. Okay, maybe they're in Arizona. Maybe they are. All I know is they're at finally home, and they go. We see a cake that's just it's moldy now. They've been gone for so long. Did you notice the salad? I did not notice. It was the a salad. black Caesar salad. I it saw was- the tomatoes. It was a black Caesar salad. She made a black Caesar salad. It's covered, drenched in balsamic. That's it. Beautiful. What else did she make that took so long? What else did she make? Because that's a gourmet salad. Yeah, it was a fresh salad and a fresh cake, but that's all she spent time on because there was just open cans of spinach and SpaghettiOs. <laughs> with the lid. She didn't even take the lids completely And not even off. the one with the hot dog bits. It was just old, regular old SpaghettiOs. That's the one for you? No, I hate all spaghetti. It's gross. I actually, I'm glad you brought that up. We were talking about Chef Boyardee a lot for some reason. So I had a ravioli recently. Tasted like fucking garbage. It was the worst (laughs) shit I've had. All you want to weigh in on Chef Boyardee? (laughs) I have a gluten intolerance, so I haven't had Chef Boyardee in forever. But I don't want these memories tarnished. I remember enjoying my Chef Boyardee. We all did when we were kids. It's garbage. Yeah, but it's good garbage, man. It's like neon tomato paste and (laughs) shitty noodles. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? An overboard Russell makes like spaghetti a surprise or something. He like crushes the crackers (laughs) into spaghetti. Anyways, it's white trash. (laughs) Who's kidding here? Come on. It's white trash. I think that was symbolism to show just how down on their luck they are. You know, that they're right. having to spend they all are... money on cake ingredients and salad. Yeah. They're in a rough place. They can barely afford their dojo. They're, they're living in Angel Town. Sharks. They're living in Angel Town. It's on rough. The, on, the ro- on the wrong side of the road. Right. <laughs> Speaking of dangerous, we cut to a locker room. We see a guy that, that Paul knows very well. He's got oh. a very big part, a very big part in another movie that Paul and we're going to do with Paul later on. Speaking of Raphael exactly. himself, Raphael from the original Ninja Turtles movies, like yeah, that's Ken Scott. This this fucking nerd played the most badass turtle, Raphael. That's incredible. What the fuck? That's who's in the Ninja Turtle outfit. I have his book actually somewhere around here. Uh, he put out a book, book. A years ago. Yeah, he's got a book, um, and he's a star of Showdown. Yeah, so, <laughs> what's the book about? Who gives a shit what this guy has to say about? It's anyways. like it's it's like about his uh, his rise to becoming into like the ninja. It's mostly about the Ninja Turtle stuff. It, but. It's a it's his rise to becoming a Ninja Turtle, or <laughs> <laughs> he was not seen. Yeah, he. Came, I think he came from the East Coast, and it's like about his adventure and trying to be an action star in Hollywood, and. Something, something, some odd. I don't really remember. I think he lives in Dallas now. He's like, yeah, some sort of coach. I'm not. Really All sure. I know is he but can fight people. And he had the unfortunate. Yeah, you know you're small when you look small on a movie because everybody looks tall in a movie. This guy looks small in the movie, and he's just but he's ripped. I'll give him that much. Yeah, but he's, he's scared. He's blooding by the eye. He's like all bloodied, isn't he? And he's who who approaches him? Is it James Pax, the Asian guy? Yeah, it's okay. Tang, yeah. Right, with his cigarette. I think he's got like the nice hip, like Miami Vice suit with like oh, cigarette or so. He's the like, ascot? Yeah, he's the got ascot. like an ascot or a That's chief right. going on yeah. there. It yeah. is yeah. tense. I think it was a cravat. Yeah, cravat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, 
And this is where we first see the dude with the macho man haystack hair. And the <laughs> you said the terracotta. <laughs> I said it was a pumpkin soup. It's a terracotta pumpkin, soup. copper, terracotta. <laughs> it's that earthy <laughs> tone, you know. But then Earth tones were big in the 90s. I will say that. I remember mustard green was a very popular color. I'm a in the big 90s. fan of the green, of the yellow. Uh, like, I like to suit here. And then he's got the frayed macho man, blonde hair, big old wraparound shades. <laughs> and then a black Danzig <laughs> like, mesh top. Look off going on. Yeah, there's so many things happening. And our boy, I don't, what's his name? Eddie? Was the character named Eddie? Eddie? He's like, I'm not going back. I'm not fighting to the death. And Tang's pissed off because you got to So we're still so we just saw the finals. Was this another finals? Because they say you can't quit at the finals. At the finals. Any other right. time you can quit. So again, right. timelines are my argument with this movie, Mike. Uh, or was that what they were just telling Ruben and Nick that you can quit at any time? Because that was just a ruse to get Shingo to come out. Maybe. All I know is we just saw the finals. We just saw a champion get crowned. Now we're doing this thing with Eddie where he's getting... There's actually a press conference. This is like the most (laughs) above-ground, underground fight scene. They actually give him an attache case full of money. That was was later on. Yeah. That was behind closed doors, too. Yeah. So they recorded it, but it was for their. It was to sell their tapes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they have the underground tapes. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Tape yeah. traders were big tape back trade, then. Yeah. Jim tells us about that all the time. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Where are we at with this? He's refusing to go out, and Tang's like, oh, "That's not going to happen. You're going out there. Yeah. You're going to die." So we see half priced ogre beat he goes, the Macho shit Man. Out. He's like, yeah. Not going to happen, brother. He's got his Slim Jims hanging out of his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Step into it! And he snaps that guy's neck. He just bashes his face in the locker. He's like, these guys having high school. He's having showdown memories from when he was in high school. Yeah. He's just getting pumped. You think this is the same character, Paul? Is this the same character from Showdown? Uh, I think it was like an older twin brother. Because this is, well, actually, no, it. You know, it might have been, actually, because I think Showdown was 93 or 94 as well. But that guy was in high school. So, I don't know, maybe he dropped out of high school in Arizona and Mm. traveled down to Mexico to try his hands at the, you know, like Billy Blanks trained him so well. He, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, stood up for himself. He's a badass now. So why not go to Mexico and test your luck at the shoot fight, fight to the death? Don't need luck if you're a badass. Ruben teaches us that. Speaking of Ruben. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the big rec center tournament day, everybody. Macho gear everywhere. (laughs) Which we learned is real. Yes. Yeah, that's the great thing about our show, Griff. Even we learn on our We show. learn. Yeah. We're not just teachers, we're students. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we, we see Ruben handling his guy really well. Because Ruben's a master of tournament fighting. He's yes. got that down pat. He, he knows how to score the points. Exactly. And so we're getting like a little play here with his little bar fight and everything and the rush of no points, no rules, just fun. You know, you think he went to Outback Steakhouse, but right. no, he just had a street fight. And he's really into it. Right. And we see Nick's, apparently anybody can get in this fight. He just comes into town. He's like, I'm in the tournament. Yeah. Like, all right, go. Not enough shoot fighters. Well, street school fighters. That's what this is. School fighting. Bob That's his name. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bob Shot. That's the big ogre's <laughs> name. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, right. Credited as bodyguard. So Nick, <laughs> yeah, we'll call bodyguard. him bodyguard from now on because he just disappears in this movie too. Exactly. We're waiting for the we're waiting for the big fight with this guy. Disappears. This should have been a Nick fight later in the movie, and it wasn't. Like oh, yeah. they they fucking amp him up as this huge fucking ogre character, and then they just disappear. Apparently, the money ran out. He's like, I'm going back to L.A. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm sick of getting paid in pesos and fucking yeah, shoot, like, shoot fight sluts. Sorry, sorry, ogre, but we got Martin. Cove, we can't afford you. Yeah, Nick's getting all the hot shoot fight sluts. I don't, I don't want to stick around. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want two he's threes. Like, I want like, a six. Not gonna happen, brother. He's not like, gonna happen. You work for free. <laughs> not gonna happen, brother. So oh, Shingo's noticing oh. Nick. He's like, this kid's got some potential, right? Did so? How did? How long is I guess uh, Ruben's only been learning under Shingo for two years? Do you think that Nick would know Shingo? I don't. I guess. Once again, timelines. People talk about Doctor Strange and shit not making sense with time and space. Time and space makes no sense in this movie. Exactly. It's Listen, very weird. Very. There's no cell phones, so like, what's to say that you know Ruben and Nick weren't on like just like a written letter basis at this point, or if they'd even really spoken at all but they're just such good friends that you could go two years without talking to somebody when you see each other again you're hitting it off just like old times right. yeah so they they i just who wins the turn well they see, after this match they all kind of get together and they're like having a laugh together and then it's like you and me next big boy you know we're gonna have the super match the match for all matches because it's the two of them and they since he's left two years ago they haven't really sparred together and they're like Nick's a big showboater. He's trying to come off as the Fonz. He's a tough guy, you know, right. yeah, big tough guy. And so it was like, yeah, you think you're gonna beat me? And so I guess uh, Cheryl comes out and she's just like, "Hey Nick, check this out. I've got a friend." So her sis, his, Nick's sister, is hooking him up with her friend. Yeah. And this is where we get to meet Jill. Yeah. Wow. I just want to say, I'm not. I'm being totally honest. I'm Enthusiasm not even through the roof, right? I'm not even joking. I thought this actress was like Lou Ferrigno, like hard of hearing. Oh yeah, because of the way she talks. Like, Hi there, I'm chill. And I'm like, what? Like what? Like, hey, great. They're hiring a deaf actress. That's a great thing to do. Yeah. No, she just doesn't know how to talk. She, she's what is she on like Avisoma? Like Avisoma, yeah. Because <laughs> she's just fucked up on something. She. I oh, would be oh, willing yeah. to think that she was pretty fresh into America after you know, like I don't know that maybe she was promised stardom if you come to America. I mean, I don't know if she's. I feel like. I feel like English is not her first language. I guess is what I'm saying. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's her second language. I yeah. don't know what those <laughs> saying. Well, you know they say some uh, ladies have resting bitch face. She has rep, resting sleepy face. Resting <laughs> rest face, if you will. Yeah, resting <laughs> rest face because <laughs> she she definitely looks sleepy all the time. Yeah. Uh, she's got that droopy kind of uh, sexual appeal to her. If she kind of in- talks like Droopy the the dog yeah, in the cartoon. So, yeah, hey there. <laughs> Funny thing is, and, uh, her fourth or fifth movie apparently she was uh, also. That's incredible. Role. That's yeah, but she had small I got a- roles. This is her first role with a name, like a name for the character. 
and lines, I hope. I, I like. <laughs> yeah. I could see her. You should have gave her some eye actings some, some, from from Shingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so this might have been her first time. I think talking on camera is my guess. Or talking, period. I don't know, because it's pretty rough. <laughs> so, we'll keep track of the interaction. I'm sure she didn't have the implant. Like, I the think cochlear she... implant? Yeah. <laughs> so, let, let's keep track of the interactions here, because she has just met Nick, and in a minute here, she's going to be like, he's incredible. I like him so much. He's incredible. <laughs> I like Jesus him so Murray. Much. But... <clears throat> So they meet. Nick looks at her like he has just seen a girl for the first time in his life and realized he's attracted to women. Um, and, and so it gets broken up because, like, hey, we got to go fight now. It's the final match of the tournament. And so Nick saw his head is in the clouds because he's thinking about girls for the very first time in his, you know, 23-year-old life. And they spar up. I think Nick gets the first punch in and then... Ruben gets the second punch, or I probably got those. While plus. they're fighting, we got to point out another of uh, of Lee's henchmen, Mister C. Mister C, up. and he's great. He's like a half price Ray Wise, right? Yeah, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, half price Ray Wise, and they do so again a good job with all the quick shots of just the henchmen, the evil people, just just looking at people, just lurking. leering, lurking, like yeah. so good, and so. He just happened to be scouting a local tournament in a gymnasium, (laughs) and he happens to find two fucking studs. (laughs) It happens. Think about that. So he sees the match. You know, Ruben does win this match. Well, we'll just go ahead and throw that out there. Because he's a tournament fighter. Exactly. He's a tournament fighter. He's not a shoot fighter. So they're like... Once again, then they're supposed to go back and do some more training. Master Shingo comes out. He's so proud of his baby boys. Yeah, he's in there. He's collected around Jill and Cheryl and uh, Ruben and Nick. And they're all just kind of like broing down. Nick's a little upset that he lost, but not like pissy about it. He's just kind of like, yeah, I should have won. Right. And they're like, Sifu. Can we fuck off the training and just go out and have dinner? It wasn't about training. Jill wanted to go with them, but she's like, oh, I got to work. And we're like, work? What do you mean? The dojo's closed. Well, Jill works for uh, Shingo's. Shingo's yeah. yeah. At the restaurant. Right. That's right. And so, yeah, she begs him for the day off, and he's like, of course. Greatest guy. Timelines are about to be fucked with all over the place here. This is the most confusing timeline that's about to happen. Well, he says, of course, and then he throws up the old white power. Okay, son. Yep. And okay, guys, I'm going to go ahead and take the reins here because this is where it gets fucky. So we cut over to Mr. Lee, Martin Cove, and he's sitting in his office with a photo that just <laughs> happened. Yeah, the story. <laughs> yes, one second ago, this photo happened. And in '93, they did not. I know this is going to be hard for a lot of you to believe. Have cell phones with <laughs> cameras out of to take pictures and immediately send them wherever the fuck Mister Lee's operation in Tijuana. Luckily, no Polaroid in that scene either. Yeah. And no, these were developed big Yeah, <laughs> Eight by ten. Glossy. Yeah. <laughs> Framed and everything. It was in a frame. It's true, yeah. <laughs> Production. <And> so, 
I'm sorry, this timeline is so fucking weird. And so he's like, there he is. And Shingo doing the white power <laughs> with his friends, Jill's in there. Who just... You could do that in 93. Yeah, it, that's true. That. Yeah. Just being introduced, Jill, there, doing the white power too. She was really into it as well. And... Then we get the reveal of his carpal tunnel wrist guard, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, finally, Shingo has revealed himself. And again, one second. How did this photo get over? But he's like, I got him. I finally got him. Get me those two kids. I want them to train under me. Because yeah, cause that will draw out Shingo. Because you know Shingo would never accept his challenge because Shingo gave up shoot fighting. Right. And so I wrote in the notes next day because that's the only way this makes sense. No, this is not the next day. This is that day. So the fight happens. A picture is taken. It makes it to Tijuana. <laughs> that's true. Mister Center. Yeah. Mister C goes with it. <laughs> comes all the way back before the boys get out of the locker room. <laughs> long shower. <laughs> they were doing a little extracurriculars in that shower, clearly. The last grab, yeah. Yeah. Dropped Soap the dropped a lot. Yeah. They, were, they were taking a tango and cash shower yes. with oh all the fucking heads going. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> Mr. C has now traveled all the way back from Tijuana with... Mr. Lee's message about how he needs these guys to fight. And he's even got a nice, beautiful underground tape footage of a recent fight of uh, Kongs. Yeah. So he's telling these kids, he's like, hey. And somehow Shingo's like nowhere to be seen. Well, for somebody's got to run the dojo because they're fucking around all the time. Or the restaurant. It could be yeah. either. Yeah, you can't leave it up to Jill. She'll fuck everything up. Right. Yeah, that's right. Jill is. I mean, it's gonna take her nine hours to get there because she's gonna walk or something, and we know she's groupy. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah she's groupy. Yeah, droopy. <laughs> so, Mister C, he's driving a hard bargain with these kids. He's he's like, oh god, you guys, are, you kids are so good at what you do. We got this little tournament just starting up, and they're like, well, we've never heard of it. We got promotion starting up. It's just starting up. So we're in Tijuana. That doesn't make a lot of sense. It's kind of ugly over there. We real understand. yellow, real yellow. Real yellow. Uh, we understand. But, you know, it's a little too sophisticated for the American audience. You know, it's like you guys drink that bullshit high fructose Coca-Cola, and we've got that Mexican Coke over there. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> and so there's just classy Coke. Mr. C knows how to sell. Mr. Yeah. Sell, if you will. Yeah. And so these kids are like, well, I don't know. I mean, is there, like, some big dollars involved? How about fifteen hundred dollars, win or lose? Was it fifty? I thought it was a thousand dollars. Fifteen hundred is what they start at. Okay. And out of nowhere, that's good win money. Win or lose for is pretty damn good because I would just fucking take have a guy punch me and fall down, and then I get my thousand dollars. There you no. go. Right. I have no pride. I would do that. <laughs> so they're like Ruben's licking his lips immediately. Uh, Nick's a little. He's a little leery of this. He doesn't like because it's, it's, it sounds too good to be true. Well. Here's what I see in these two characters. Nick has had a little bit of battle. He's had a little internal struggle. Ruben has been handed every. He's a pretty boy. He's been given. Like, everything is just laid out in front of him. Sifu lets him do whatever the fuck he wants. Sifu, Cheryl walked into his life. It's He's got a house. He's got everything just made for him. Just path opened up for him. <laughs> Nick's, 
Nick's had a struggle He's for been it. Living underneath fucking overpasses for yeah, the past. Yeah, Nick's two years. had to warm some buttholes and everything. So he's like, I don't know about this. I've seen some deals, some shady deals. Like, I I thought I gave a guy a carrot to warm my butthole, and I ended up in his butthole. Like, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So you don't get. I think that would be the better option, wouldn't it? Hey, man. I thought somebody was going to fuck me. I want to fuck you then. Murray, you think of this in the wrong way. Some people, like, they're butt-pleasured. So. <laughs> I thought we just established that Nick liked Jill because he, he felt. I think he. You think he just discovered he was straight at that moment? He saw Jill of all people? <laughs> I think he saw Jill. Jill had the, she has the worst. She has the. Worst thing, a big nose and a weak chin. That's the worst combination. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that. I didn't notice that. The yeah. gummy features. Uh. <laughs> is, this, is this how they got you into wrestling? Did some shady guy come up and give you a tape? And you're like, yes, this is what I want. $1,500. I think that's how John Moxley got into wrestling. It was 50, yeah, it was $15. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you had to pay him. Hey, this is I, I don't I want to get any more tangents, but I have to ask you this summer so forget. Have you ever crossed paths with Nick Gage? The garbage wrestler. No, no, I Okay. Uh, no, okay. fortunately not. <laughs> okay. I never even heard of that guy until they had that special about yeah. him. I was like, this guy is fucking a nut The dark side of the ring. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, all right. No, let's no. Well, do, feel good about yourself because he's a fucking psychopath. Let's no, go back I'm... to Nevada, where we're gonna have a nice, nice tape night. Chinese food from Seattle. Nothing gets seafood. girls hotter than death matches. Yeah, yeah. Free and... Chinese food, by the way. Free Chinese. I would imagine it was free from Shingo's restaurant. I have to admit. At least no, it gives a discount. Gives a discount. Over, yeah, Jill brought it, trying to make herself. She's like, I know you think I look gummy, but I brought food. And <laughs> I can't imagine Nick or Jill are really too picky when it comes to a significant other. You know, so like I obviously there's a mutual attraction there. Out of convenience, Lowered expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so like Ruben's like, hey guys, how about we put some death matches on right now? This this is a John Moxley thing here. He probably does, they probably get his wife. There was a pizza cutter involved. <laughs> yeah. We're watching Kong, and this is the first image we get of the highlighter pants. Yes, sweatpants with colored duct tape <laughs> on the fucking front, like reflector tape. Oh, what was up with that? Oh yeah, these are the outfits, aren't they? The shoot fighter outfits. Yes, yeah. these are the the teams. They couldn't think of any cooler way to sell the teams. No black sweatpants with highlighting tape on them. <laughs> yeah. Love it. It's rough. Yeah, yeah. it's rough. <laughs> so it, it's Cheryl's the first one. She's like, uh, "Can we maybe put on something else?" SNL's coming on pretty soon, and it's hilarious. Cheryl, <laughs> Shannon, Shan. I don't remember. Dana Carvey. He's Dana Carvey. I can't think of anyone in the 93 cast. I, uh, Adam Sandler is hilarious. <laughs> no, babe. We're watching a fight. This is man shit. You go do the dishes like a woman. Yeah. And so Cher's, yeah, you wanna, she's like, I'll go. This is how we're going to do it. So shut up. Make more cake and listen. Yeah. Ooh, make more cake. That's all they have is ingredients for cake. So, of course, yeah. let's go make another cake. Getty-O cake. Does anybody 
Did anybody die in this match? Or just it's no, okay. it's heavily edited, and okay. you can see that. Like you get fucking cuts. Yeah, shaky cam. Exactly. You get a lot of shaky Mr. cam. You get a lot of the editor. He wanted to edit this to entice them, not to scare them away. Exactly. Mr. C stands for Mr. Cut. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cut. <laughs> so. Jill also joins Cheryl in the kitchen, and she, she knows her place. It has been somehow only five hours since she's met Nick, but also five days because of the Tijuana <laughs> trip that happened in between. Maybe she was in the maybe. Sh- maybe there's like a portal or something, Mister C goes through. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some trash lines happening madness, here. I would say, yeah, I, but something happened with the time rift, and. <laughs> She has spent so much time with Nick because she's in the kitchen like, I got to tell you, your brother is something. I think I love him. <laughs> and Cheryl's like, what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. She's been around him for maybe two hours now. And she's like, I like him a lot. So maybe she's in the, yeah, maybe she's in the tight ponytails. Uh, Conditioner in the hair. Maybe. That. Yeah. I don't know. But. The conditioner smells so good. He has custom-made license plate. Very sexy. <laughs> I want him to 66 my Glock. Wait, Clyde, my 66. <laughs> I don't know what that would mean, but... While they're doing their silly women talk, we got the guys doing the serious man talk. And they're like, look, man. Look, man. We could get There's 3K luck, in just one day. Yeah, me and you combined. How much money? Did they ever say how much money fucking Ruben needs? How much he... No, they never bring up how much money he needs. They just insinuate when he gets his first payday, he's like, "It's oh, we're almost there. We just got to do this like a couple more times. And this is easy because they fucking threw jobbers at him in the first match right. we're about they, to get They, they were literally like elderly men. They yeah, in five him. hours when we get to the first match they have here. <laughs> like, we'll learn about and, it. But Nick's like, look, seeing tournament fighting. There's no point. Shoot fighting. There's no refs. Like... We're going to be out on a limb here. You can't handle it, bro. And that just sets fucking Ruben off. He's like, oh, yeah, I think I can. So now we're at the, the press conference. This is this is what you were all excited yes, about. We're at the contract signing. <laughs> and it's uh, it's Kong, and he's this, he's the new champion of this, this the latest uh, tournament. That happens in January, but it's somehow five months. Apparently, uh, all these guys that back Lee, I don't know why, who are all these, like, Guys in suits are. They're just big they just fans. had to fill out this room. Okay. It was good filler. There's though. nothing more exciting than we know, nothing more exciting than contract signing. Yeah. Except giving somebody money. So they got the attache case, they open it up, quarter million dollars. We got JJ Dillon in the back, flushing, flushing a couple <laughs> on his chest. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Really selling it. I was like, that's really. $250,000. JJ wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> JJ wouldn't react that way if it wasn't. <laughs> yes. He actually pulled his glasses down and put them back up. Whew. And now one of my favorite little montages. The boys, they're going to skip town. They're going to head down to Mexico. But first, mm. guess that for a burrito break. A little bit of that uh, oh, California Mexican name. food. Yeah. yeah, you're going to Mexico. Like, we're not getting those burritos. <laughs> they don't know how to make burritos in Mexico. <laughs> we got to get them in California. SoCal burrito. Get some sushi in it and everything. Oh, God. We also find out that maybe Nick was away um, because he might have had a urinary tract infection and he needed, <laughs> like, 
you know, some sort of other assistance medically, you know, who knows? Cause right. we, oh. he has a very small he's bladder. A, he's got to empty his catheter. He would never last one of our episodes. That's right. He would be alone. <laughs> so they, they stop at like a fucking park to eat the burritos. Right. <laughs> apparently some drifter slash like goon. Yeah. Notices them. Cause Nick well. is staring. He, yeah, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say if you're if you're getting money from a loan shark, you want to make sure that this loan shark has, uh, well, upper class henchmen working for him, not just your average hobo, because the hobos yeah, 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 are yeah, running rampant all over LA. So you never know when one of these hobos might secretly be working for the loan shark, and that's what happens in this case. When I used to call this guy Wig Fighter because he had. <laughs> Easily the funniest wig in the entire movie, in my opinion. I mean, he looks like... It's incredible. He's fucking... Joe Dirt, dude. He's <laughs> <I mean, laughs> Joe Dirt. He really is. And he comes up, and uh, th- this is where I think the dialogue starts to really get good. Like, honestly. Because he comes up, Ruben's eating his burrito, and... Uh, Actually, I think Nick like isn't a fan of his burrito, and he kind of like shuffles it to Ruben when he goes <laughs> yeah. to take a piss. Yeah, he's like, I gotta go take he a does... piss. Ruben's like, yeah, yeah, you... yeah, man, you have the you yeah, have a bladder the size of a of a golf club, golf ball or some says something yeah. like that. Then we see this it random was... caveman hobo uh, <laughs> guy walk up with his hair like blown up by a blow dry. Like it's. I mean, I don't know how he gets his fucking hair. He's Rapper. really fucking dirty, right? He's basically a roadie for Great White. He was the guy <laughs> that lit up the fireworks that blew up the fucking building in Great White played. There we go. Yeah. And then, like, Ruben's starting to really get into the aggressive mindset, trying to get in so far. Right? He loses his fucking shit. What are you talking about? Yeah, if you looked at... Before, he just looked at this guy and he's like, What's your problem, buddy? And yeah. The guy like leans up against his car. And he's like, Reuben Patterson, you owe my boss some money. I'm here to collect. Like hell you are. He throws his burrito down. Oh, pummels yeah. the shit out of Joe Dirt. Well, the guy face. does pull a switchblade up. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and that escalated it. That's and then right. he just beats the fuck out of this he guy. He says, I'm standing my ground, though. And he was. <laughs> yeah. He pulled a knife on him. It's yeah. like a catch-up on this guy's face because he goes from, like, yeah. nothing to just covered in blood in a matter of seconds. And, well, uh, Murray would be happy uh, about that because it family. wasn't just the trickle to the lip. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> it was a real ass whip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking knife on me! Just beats his face in. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Nick comes out, stick in hand, yeah. sees this, runs, gets his friend <laughs> off of him. I just, I don't oh, know. Right. Pull the knife and it all changed. You don't have to kill a man to win. And that's when we start to oh. see Nick turning into more of the baby. Yeah. Face. No, this is this is where we start to see the switch, and it's beautiful. Right. I I want to point out. I get a heel turn and a baby face turn in the same. And, scene. Yeah, and they did it so well. Jim Cornette yeah. would be proud of this booking here. <laughs> but I want to point out if you guys didn't pause on uh, Ruben's burrito. He's all keto. He's no more carb bullshit. He's just protein. That was a 
fried chicken, uh, uh, what do they call them? Chicken fried steak <laughs> with raw chicken stuffed in it. There was nothing else in there. Nice. Not pr- even. That's probably why Nick didn't want because Nick's like, I'm a Quiznos guy. I don't know. Yeah, he's opinion. a Quiznos bar. Guy. Yeah. Nick's probably a vegetarian. Yeah, this is where we get a very powerful line. You 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 brought it up already, Paul, but we get hit with a very hard look, man. Whoa, yeah. When someone says look, man, you listen. Yeah. Look, man, you don't have to kill a man to win. That's And that's the theme for the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the heart, the running heart right here, you know, like the Thor line. Uh, the through line. Pumble's put a man into a coma. You don't have to like kill him. Yeah, well, I, think, I think he was trying to work on LA's homeless situation. He was like, you know, what's what's one expendable hobo? Uh, no one's gonna miss this guy. I should try and kill him. I'm going to Mexico where I can get away with that shit. Anyways, we're in a public Bro, park. That's good point. That's it. He's probably flashing yeah. himself to kids. I'm doing the community as oh, Jesus. So, you know what right. I mean? Anybody so. listening? You ever want to feel like to kill a man? Kill a drifter. No one will care. Yeah. Just do a drifter. If he's wearing a wig, yeah. <laughs> easy kill. He looks like Joe Dirt. Dirty. Pulls a switchblade. <laughs> kill him. It's kind of your duty. You got to kill him. Fuck, just yeah. toss a switchblade at him. He'll catch it. <laughs> and then you can he's kill got him. a switchblade. Stand, boom, stand boom, in my boom. ground. Stand in my ground. All right, yeah. so all this Switchblade talk, we got to go to Tijuana. Hitting TJ. We get the nice filler footage of just fucking High Lie Arena. Oh, yeah. The fucking, uh, what do you call those things you hit with the stick? Pinatas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. These are great stock footage. Got your guys. knockoff Simpson t-shirts. You got yep. everything you can expect from Tijuana. And the boys arrive. Isn't there the border and stuff like that? Just to like let you, just to make sure if you didn't know that they were going to Mexico, like reminder. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All you need is a yellow filter. We learned that from the mechanic. We saw the camera go from perfect HD to yellow (laughs) filter. So we knew, but yeah. (laughs) The audiences were still dumb in 93 to the whole Mexico filter thing. So is it the the Highlight Arena? They also have the secret fighting thing? Because I think they stop at the Highlight Arena. I thought they did too, but they go in the back door where the boxes are. Where the boys are. All the Highlight equipment. Yeah, sure. Little curved thing they used to throw the ball. So the Those guys the immediately get... that have been delivered by Amazon, all the weapons that they use for yeah. the oh yeah, oh, Shokazugi the... special, yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. They, they're like, get rid of those boxes, just put them in the back by the shipping uh, shipping docks. The boys will be coming into the back here <laughs> to like... meet them back there. Uh, bodyguard number one, go back. I liked how they never. This is the first time they were fighting, but they're, they're given their own locker room. That's very their know. own locker room. Yeah, yeah there's eighty for the gush them up here. You know what I mean? You don't want to lure someone down and then you know treat them to a bad time right off the bat. Or you're trying to that's kiss good. a little bit ass here. I think that's one of those Mister C's uh, special touches. You know where it's like, hey, let's gush them up a yeah. little. Let's let them come in through the back. They don't have to go through the audience. Uh, we'll give them a nice locker room to their own, and uh, they'll be back. They'll be back. 
it's kind of impressive because the audience that shows up for these preliminary matches too, they're still high fluid. There's still a lot of suits and ties. There's right. a mix. There's a mix in there. There's some more people with with barely polos on, even you know. But there's still there's still big money being thrown around for these. I have a theory that, uh, that my theory is that this tournament takes place is a weekly thing, and that the finals are. Like every Friday night or Saturday night. <laughs> like if I had to try yeah, to make no, sense of this timeline. Life line. is cheap in Mexico, dude. So, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like in, they're like indie shows. You know what I mean? Where like they mostly just take place yeah. on, on yeah. weekends. And yeah. uh, the finals are just last. Who's not dead yet is in the finals. The, the values here, too. You get to see the cockfight, then the donkey show, and then I fucking lie. blood fights. Yeah. Drink the water, Montezuma's Revenge, bring your own burrito. Bring your own burrito. <laughs> there is a burrito truck out front, so don't worry about that. Uh, but we, we haven't had rules in a while here, so we're going to get some rules. Mr. C comes into the locker room right after they've been ushered in. They have a nice little joke here about uh, our man, bodyguard number one, uh, uh, <laughs> animal. Yeah, they do Godzilla. <laughs> and that's the last we see of him. I Is think he's really? gone after that. He yeah. might lurk oh, in the background, but I think you're right. Yeah. But he just kind of disappeared. He hurts that hurt his feelings. He heard that. He heard that and just like, I, I quit. ain't Godzilla. I quit. I'm sick of these pretty boys telling me I'm Godzilla. Right. So, yeah, we get uh, Mr. C lays out the rules very in a very nice Fraser Crane voice. Yes, like, it was. In the ring. There are no you know what's funny about Godzilla before we let him go is not only <laughs> does he get killed and pitchforked by a bunch of crazies in Gymkata, but uh, let me, I'm just, God damn it. Um, <laughs> I want to say that he, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure he was in Tom Hanks' The Burbs. Hmm. Our buddy Mike would know that. He watched it every day for yeah. a month. So. We'll send him a picture. Yeah, yes, I'm pretty did. sure he was a part of that family. Maybe I'm thinking uh, head of the family and not the burbs, but any which way, it'll come back to me. <laughs> okay. I'm a so, big Mr. Shot C- fan. And the- <laughs> <laughs> In the ring, there are no rules. Outside of the ring, shitload of rules. <laughs> you first of all, your rule number one. He was fighting not, he was the, not the burbs. It's head of the family. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to double check because I everything. Was like, <laughs> that's one of Mister C's. Somebody scream! Right? I'm guessing it's probably Aubrey's husband screaming. Head of the family. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, so you're fighting for one of the four owners, Mr. Tang. Well, number two, you must win four matches to qualify for the finals in No January. losses. No losses. If you make it to the finals, you have to compete. You can quit at any time until you make it to the finals. Then you have to compete. Because that's where the real blood sport comes out. Because you don't have to kill anybody to make it to the finals, right? Right, yeah. You've got to keep your talent fresh. You can't just keep killing everyone. They didn't, they didn't mention this. and Because I left it as one long quote. But they do break it off. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. Ruben's kind of getting amped up. He's excited. For the first time, he's feeling alive. 
Like everything's just been put in front of them. I, I can say from personal experience, you never feel more alive than when you're taking someone else's life. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> and, so, and so he's just like, all right, well, is there any rules for the ring? It's like, wait a minute. We just went over the rules in They're the ring. They're not that bright, okay? Yeah, <laughs> no, like... Ruben literally asked after he's been told there's no ring, new, no rules in the ring. But it's good he did. Because, because Mr. Then... C remembered that one rule. Mr. C's like, oh, yeah, there is one rule. <laughs> Your opponent must be knocked unconscious. So that's fucking stupid. The fact that he's like, there's no rules. Also, now that you mention it, there is one rule. Right. That was silly. Something he just forgot. All right. Does, so, does Mr. C have a soothing voice uh, similar to um, Morgan Freeman? You know what I mean? Like, he has oh, a real eloquent way to him. His voice, it's like, he's very, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'm sorry. I just, That's why uh, Mr. Lee hired him so he can, like, lull these people in a false sense of security. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I he's totally a, believe. He's an ace at it, too. Right. He's, he's doing some of that uh, ASMR. Oh, he definitely is. So Nick's up first. They get they get their uh, sweatpants with the reflector tape on it, <laughs> and he's fighting like a fucking fifty year old man. Right, Gerald Nakamura is a ref. I'm loving that. Loving that. We see Tang and the other three owners on their their uh, they got, thrones. They, yeah, they all have like a stoop that they sit on with thrones up there and everything. We never get, like, a whole explanation about the four owners. You'd think with four owners, they'd be like, yeah, there's Tang, there's uh, Mr. Lee, there's this guy, and there's that guy. They never do that. There was a bald guy with ponytail. I remember him. You saw him? <laughs> Q? Yeah. He had a Q? Yeah, I think that was Paul Heyman. That was Paul. So, yeah. He did have a giant cell phone. <laughs> and he did always wear a hat, ECW hat. So. And I did see Taz there. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> he did have the fuck the world title belt. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. we're done. Yeah. So uh, Nick, he's getting fucked up. He's fighting an elderly man. This, we were talking about this earlier. We'll get into it. Nick, they're not fighting for points anymore. No. They're fighting for their lives. <laughs> yes. Like brain damage at this point. And so Nick is getting fucking hammered. He goes down immediately. And the ref, uh, Akamura, he comes over. Flips open his eyeballs and his one eye is still hanging there. You can see his pupil because the the rule apparently in this round is if he opens your eyelids after you go down and he just yeah, is white, you're yeah. done. Yeah, you're that, out. There's no other way you could Only be. Only guy who could get away with it, Undertaker. Undertaker. Yep. <laughs> so, do the hinge. <laughs> so Nick obviously isn't knocked out because we can see we can see the pupils. So. Right. And his guy was, like, kind of flaunting around like he won and everything. And the ref, you know, Akamura's like, no, 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 no. He good. He good. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's keep it going. And so Nick pops up. He kip ups. And then he just rules the fucking show. Right. Fucks this dude up. And gets the win. Heads back to the locker room. And he's telling. Ruben's watching through this little vent they have. Ruben, for some reason, they could watch it, but they choose not to watch it. Because it only plays a real part later when Nick watches Ruben's match and he's like, oh, fuck, I need to get out there. But they barely watch each other's matches, even though they could. So, yeah, Nick returns and he's just like, holy fuck, how was it? And he's like, it was nuts. Like, I don't know. (laughs) They seem to be okay with it at this point, right? Oh. Okay, yeah. So Ruben's up next. He easily jobs out the guy he's fighting. 
no problem. And that's that's probably they probably gave him a ringer because they well, they can tell that he's got some bloodlust in him. Yeah. So I mean, he's just because they want to keep him down, string him along, keep him fighting. Clearly, that's the setup for this whole thing. Because we like we said, most of their opponents are like fifty year old men. They're yeah. like you know that's that's how they got Eddie roped in. That's <laughs> what I have to imagine. Well, Eddie was, was like Eddie one of was... the youngest of the of the participants, I would imagine, which is why he just didn't want to continue. But we saw, yeah, that. yeah. I think most of these so... guys are fighting out of desperation, as we see why Ruben's there in the first place, and why we see later on uh, another character who also appeared in Jim Kata. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Richard yeah. Norton is he in? No, but uh, God, what's his name? Um, How do you not have the IMDb of Jim Cotta open right now? <laughs> well, no, I don't need to. I, but the, uh, John Barrett, who plays Gomez, who also dies in the Crazy Town, <laughs> he later yeah, on. Yeah. You see, we still will see him a little bit later on. How he talks about he he has a family to feed. That's why he's there. Um, so I think Lee, the bastard that he is, uh, they pry on the desperate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like any Almost real tournament. Almost. Yeah. So like I think you know, going back to like now our dream of uh, starting an underground fight ring. I think it's the same thing. You know, we got to pry on the desperate, which didn't work too well for bum fights. I think because those guys got no. shut down fairly quickly but uh but it's just something to consider guys you know it, it works really really well in hard target though until Chance you gotta Bardo. build the card you gotta have the, the yeah. jobber matches in the beginning you can't throw them in the main event right no, of course you gotta build and the finals is where it's at of course we're gonna do it like aw where everybody gets 50 50 booking where they just yeah each other up even though it's a jobber yeah. And rankings don't matter, so, right? We'll have rankings. No. They won't matter. So <laughs> rankings don't matter until they matter. Until they until okay. they randomly matter, even though everybody books their own matches on the show <laughs> in front of everybody. And then you see guys get defeated, and they're like ten and all. You're like, what? what? Wait, why are they still? Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyways, we're back in the locker room. Tang's coming in. Apparently, the boys have been fighting under Tang's group, yes. as Mister C explained. And he loves it. He's like, bravo, great job. He sees like buttering them up, like like Paul was saying. They're they're toying with these kids. They don't give a shit about these kids. They want Shingo. Right? And he's just like, oh my God, I can't wait to give you guys 10K for your next fight. Win or lose, next fight, 10K a piece. Oh, it's gonna be so good. And Ruben suddenly is a haggler because he's just like 15. That's 15K. I saw me out there. I looked amazing. I was beside myself in that fight. My quaffed Ric Flair hair was flowing in the wind. I was beautiful. And Tank goes, you drive a hard bargain. Did you read Art of the Deal by Donald Trump? Because you're pretty good, kid. You try to ultimate and warrior not... me and rise the state. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he's doing? He's holding him up for more money. There we go. He's bruising yeah. brodering them. I think Jeff Jarrett also <laughs> did the same thing, right? He has like a million dollars to give up the uh, Intercontinental title after his contract. Hey, I give a hey, Jeff. I hate Jeff Jarrett as a wrestler. Griff loves him. I love him. But I give it up to him. If he is going to lose to China, yeah. yes, hold them up for as much money as you yep. can fucking get. Yeah, seriously. I like so, that. So, uh,. They're like, hey, but you know what would be really great? Maybe your master would like to come and see you guys fight. You're amazing. 
Yeah, 15K is no problem. But, you know, bring your master along, you know? No, <laughs> Ruben's just like, no, I'm my own man. Well, they, they also know that he gave up shoot fighting. He's like, no, he, you know, he believes in the we, honor of shoot fighting. Yeah, we don't think he'd be down for this. I don't think it'd be acceptable. <laughs> yeah. But it's time to celebrate. So they go back to the nice Tijuana hotel. Right? Ah, one of my and... favorite shots in any movie where you lay down on the bed and throw the dollars up in the air. Yeah. Making it rain on himself. Because yeah. Ruben is loving life. It's, I mean, did you do this? Did you, like, get your first uh, big paycheck and you cashed it and threw it on yourself? Yeah, I just it was like I threw, like, ten hot dogs up in the air and just they all <laughs> landed on me. <laughs> Okay, that is my Your first dream. WWE. Did you guys? Yeah. Get, what did? You, how did you guys get paid? Was it like a paycheck in the WWE? Uh yeah, it was a yeah, yeah. You get like a okay. weekly a weekly check depending on your deal. Uh, weekly. Yeah, it was weekly pay. But keep in mind, I mean, you're an independent contractor, so they're not. You know, you have to handle all your own taxes at the end. They're not taking any of that shit out. Oh. Why oh, that they, sucks. Yeah, I mean, that's why they do that is so that they don't have to pay, they don't have to give you health insurance or any of that shit. So, so they can flash you with a big number and then it's like you're responsible for so much of it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's a big, yeah, I think that a big part of it is so that they don't have to pay any medical insurance. That's oh, it. yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they'll get away with it, but hey, that's America for you. Capital. Texas shit. So, <laughs> hey, Jesse Ventura wanted to unionize, and Hulk Hogan fucking stooged him out. And his daughter yeah. had no idea about it, apparently. Vince is kind of like the Lee of Connecticut. He is. Oh, oh, the Mr. Lee of Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's he's the, yeah. You have the Mr. Lee. Yeah, yeah. Is Bruce Pritchard Mr. C? <laughs> uh, he's more like bodyguard Godzilla, okay. like a mongoloid. <laughs> he's a mongoloid. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, they're making it rain, and like, Nick's Nick, like, Ruben, something's off about this. Ruben's making it rain. Yeah. Nick is playing with the curtains and the drapes and the little fucking thing. He's looking out the window, and she's like, I'm just not sure. And you can tell that he's shaking, shaking his head left to right a lot because he's got that ponytail flapping back and forth. I just don't know about this. I just don't know. And Ruben's like, come on. I can pay off the loan charts. You know what I don't want? I need this. And you know why? I don't want those loan sharks. You remember those cowboys we beat up at that pool hall? I don't want them coming for your sister Cheryl. Right. I'm trying. They for... got a implied rape at that bar. So yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. They're like your your sister's got a sweet can. I would like to put my penis on it. And then Nick is like, you know what? You're right. I don't want to see my sister get raped. So. Yeah. yeah so uh, Rube... <laughs> six and convincing. Ruben... They decide they're going to keep rolling. It's like it's like being in Vegas. Like we're on a hot streak, so we're going to stay in TJ and earn some more money fighting. So he calls up Cheryl. It's like, babe, Nick got a bad burrito. He's stuck in the bathroom. We're not going to be home for a couple of days. Is that <laughs> all right? It's the weirdest thing. We ended up in Tijuana. Uh, he wanted to come buy some fireworks 
because they're legal down here, and there's so <laughs> many good fireworks. But, yeah, we did get the burritos. No, I got the keto one. He got the one with, like, rice and beans in it, and right. he's just done. I picked up a Rick and Morty pinata for you. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> it's actually Bick and uh, it's Jordy. Bick and Jordy. <laughs> it's Jordy LaForge. <laughs> Oh, that, that was hot in 93. That makes sense. So, Cheryl's not pleased baby, about that. Is a French baby singing? Is that Jordy? Is that what you're talking about? Wait, I thought Jordy was Jordy LaForge with the glasses. He's talking, he's talking, Griff is talking about Star Trek. Yeah, I'm talking Star Trek. Oh, I was thinking of a baby <laughs> French singer, Jordy. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. She's a little pissed, but she's like, fine, I'll just go out. To, we're going to go out to dinner, but I'll go out to dinner with Jill. Ugh. She can barely even talk. She, you know how slow she talks? She's like Droopy Dog from that old cartoon. So, of course, the only, the only restaurant they eat at is Shingo's because they can get their customer discount, their client. They can barely afford their house, right. let alone their dojo. So, of course, they go to the place they get half off. <laughs> Cheryl's like, Shingo, you ever heard about shoot fighting? And he does a great eye actor. You can just tell. Huh? Yeah, you get the the like pamphlet as his eyes just as his face just with weight just like leans back. You just like, see the oh, disappointment shit. in his students. This is powerful. Eyes. We we haven't even seen Shingo in a while, and now he's coming at us with these fucking power thrusts of emotion. He doesn't even answer Cheryl basically because he doesn't know English, but he just stumbles into the back room where Mama-san is cooking the rice up. And this is where he gets to act, because he gets to actually speak Chinese. So he's like, I'm worried about my students. I, they're getting involved with shoot fighting. And, and his mom's like, hey, you know, you got to let boys be boys. I'm sure it'll be totally okay. And he just stares off into space like, I don't know about this. Next day, next week, who the fuck knows what's going on with the time here? <laughs> All I know is Shingo shows up to the dojo and he's got his Tim Horton Timbits for everybody. And he's just cramming him into children's mouths. And this is, this is beautiful. I love it. He's being so adorable this in this scene, scene. This scene is amazing because the kids are unruly. Cheryl's trying to calm him down. And he just goes. <laughs> And all the kids stop, and then one kid, one little fucking shrimp, comes out the fucking roundhouse him. He misses completely. He sweet stands him. <laughs> and so he's like, let me get on my knees. Give me another kick. He does say, yeah. kick. <laughs> and so the kid kicks him again, and he's like, oh. And then he, he mimes, <laughs> opening his mouth. And I was like, this is some fucking ring rat dumpster shit that's happening. No, he stuffed a <laughs> fortune cookie, or excuse me, a Timbit. Yeah, it was a Timbit. <laughs> and the kids the kids just mob him, because he's just so fucking lovable. It's a beautiful scene, Griff. We've never seen Bolo like this, ever. Yeah, because I don't think so all, they all, like, they... well, circle around him, and they're all reaching, and he's like, there's like, just a little bit of, there's just some good comedy here. Right? He's great. It's amazing. So now I guess the I guess that once again does he teach the kids anything? It's like always shutting things down in the middle of the day. It's like, all right, lesson learned. Go home. I've got to go back to my restaurant. Heads to his restaurant, and this is where the rednecks show up again, wanting that money. But you don't mess with fucking Shingo. He's a shoot fighter. And he 
takes takes them out, no for trouble at all. Beats their ass and drops the great fucking line. Green up. Green. <laughs> and they That's what he says. He says Green up. <laughs> Guys, we're back in Tijuana. Nick is ready for a second match. I love this. It's like, is Nick showing what a feisty street fighter he is? Because he's totally, I guess there's no rules, so he's not cheating. But he's like biting and pulling hair and eye gouging. The guy's actually doing, putting him in legit fucking chokeholds. Nick was? No, his opponent was. This fucking hobo oh. is putting Nick in chokeholds. This wasn't, I mean, he may have been a hobo, but he was a feisty hobo. And then, well, he's fighting for his life. He's fighting yeah. for a can of beans. This guy looked good. He does roundhouse Nick in the face, and it looked bad. Like, but, Nick wasn't ready for it. But he puts Nick in a chokehold, and Nick bites his fucking arm, which I get. It's, 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 rules are no rules. That's so right. It's, it's, no rules, fair. just right. It's outback rules. But it's not honorable. Shingo would look down on that. Oh, no, he 100% would, but he would definitely get the blooming onion. But it's enough for him to win. He pulls out, he pulls out an international object. Yes. Throws some, throw some salt in his eyes, blinds the guy. That's right. Puts him in a finisher. The guy kicks out, and then he small packages him. Wins. That, that's all it takes. A small package. Salt in the package. eyes. That's that's actually Chong Lee style from Bloodsport. Yeah. There we go. Paul, that's every sneaky Asian style. We know that. <laughs> you know that. You went in the business. You know Mister Fuji. You know all about that. They're all sneaky. Anyway. I recommend any young baby face come on the uppity up when they're at home, throw salt in their own eyes repeatedly uh, so until they become immune to it. Um, that's that's that way. Yeah. Stuff in your eyes. Yeah. yeah, just pour salt in your eyes so it doesn't bother you anymore. In case you ever have to come across a sneaky Asian. I hope that happens a lot in wrestling. I hope say. we never get another sheik in wrestling again. Uh, no, there's one ever oh, you want. I just don't. What are they throwing people's eyes? Fire! They throw fire. Sheik, sheik throws fireballs. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Is Jericho? An undercover sheik because he threw a fireball and well, Eddie... the sheik is from Detroit. I'm standing up for the sheik. I think he throws. Jer- yeah, Jericho throws COVID in your eyes. <laughs> Jericho COVID. Exactly. Jericho. <laughs> Back in the locker room, they got their own private locker room. These guys are stars. We, yeah, we talked about it. They're trying to build these kids up like they are stars. So they got their own locker room. Nick is like, I barely escaped with my life, Ruben. We need to get the Fuck out of here. Ruben is full on bloodlust mode. He's right. Like, he, I love it. I finally feel alive the first time in my life. He is 100% keto at this point. He is all man. He's 100% running on testosterone. He's like, I need to break a neck. He's going to full macho man uh, like promos here. <laughs> oh, Gene, I got to tell you. I need to see this man's spine sever out of his back. Like, I don't remember that. Program. Not making sense at all. And Nick's seeing it, and he's just like, "Who, who? I thought you were going to be my brother-in-law. In-law. Before they can go on, it's like you're burritos together. Yeah, we used to Sick. eat burritos burrito together. brothers, dude. They were the bond you'll never forget. They were burrito brothers. Yeah, yeah. We shared a prostitute last night. Uh, we you mean uh, got away with it. We, we, we skewered her. Hey, we spit spit roasted her, 
and we high five right over it. <laughs> You're dating my sister, all right? I could tell that the whole time we were doing it, you were still affectionate towards my sister. He was looking at a picture. She, he had that picture of her that he would put in every mirror he was looking <laughs> He into. didn't actually do yeah. that. He put her picture in every yeah. mirror. So he's staring. He's, that's not cheating, guys. For anyone anyway, listening, if you're looking at a picture of your girlfriend <laughs> or you're fucking another woman, that's not cheating. Because you're thinking about your girlfriend. Murray, does that go both ways? If they no, no, somebody... that, no, of course not. Totally different when a woman does it. She's a whore. <laughs> Little ring rat. She's a shoot slot. She's a shoot slot. Yeah. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> Mister, look, Mister C explained these rules explicitly for us. If you look at a picture of your girlfriend while you're fucking a shoot slot, it doesn't count. Right, it does. You can go go home, especially when it's in Tijuana. Especially in Tijuana. You're out of the country. International borders. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> she is an international object that you put your dick into. It's yeah. not a woman. Not even a human. Right. Exactly. What is happening? We're off the rails. We got a page and a half to go. I need a shoe fighter three. Fuck to the death. <laughs> or Andy, fuck death. Andy Sedaris presents yeah. Shoot Fighter Three. Yeah. So <laughs> Ruben's up. And he's getting the shit kicked out. He's he's his eyes are bigger than his stomach or some kind of fucking That's metaphor. a beautiful metaphor yeah. for him because he's all about the bloodlust. Only it's all his blood. He's getting fucking wrecked. And you see, we were talking about it earlier. They never really watched each other's fights. But after this fight, Nick was like, I got to watch this. Because right. Ruben's about to get it. He knows he's a sweet, innocent baby boy. Everything's been put in front of him. Silver spoon in his mouth. He's a senator's son. And so he's looking open. Up, he opens up the vent. He's watching him fight. He's like, fuck, I got to stop this. So Nick devises a plan because they're guarded. They can't. They're not supposed to get out of their locker. Yeah, you think room. that would be like maybe like something's up and not on the up and up. They lock you in the locker room. Right. So he knocks on the door, hides behind. Guy walks in. He fucking uh, punches him in the gut and then flips him over and makes a beeline for the ring. And so he doesn't run in. He does a run in. And he does wait for his music. <laughs> and he they fight off. Do they fight off, Griff? <laughs> of course, he fights off. <laughs> yeah. If you pay close attention, he fights. He pulls a Jeff Hardy, waits for his music, and then he dances <laughs> out. The audience goes fucking nuts. Well, of course you get it. No, what happened was the lights went out. <laughs> the lights came on. And Nick was in the ring. Paul, what's worse, when the lights go out or when they got to wait for their music and they dance on their way out? Oh, waiting for the music and the dancing. Come on. Okay. That's fucking okay. terrible. No sense so the of lights are the, whatsoever. Oh, it is rough. Especially when it's your brother getting the shit kicked out <laughs> from you stopping yeah. dance. And the first thing you do is dance. <laughs> Even he's pissed though, right here, Ruben, because he's like, "Oh no, come on!" Oh. He like he's. You can tell he's pissed. He didn't need no say yeah. Right, like, I had him. I had him right where I wanted him. He literally, Ruben. So they get. Together, they get pushed, thrown back into their, their private locker room, and Ruben gets Nick, throws him against the locker. Are you playing God with my life? He is riding that testosterone hard for a line like that. Like, you said it. That, that pocket knife mugging, he flipped, and the one-liner started to come out of him. You're playing God with my life. Like Oh, good. All he did... Was trying to save him from getting his ass beat because he was getting his ass beat. I had him. 
Mr. C notices this. He's like, I got to settle things down. Maybe you need to talk with my boss, Mr. Lee. So they bring him into Mr. Lee's uh, office. Tastefully lit. Always beautifully lit. There's always sun going. Oh, yeah. No, I've talked about that. That beautiful filtered sun. He's got his little Tonto sword that he's just, like, chawing (laughs) with. Yeah. Was that a Tonto? I don't. Yeah, I think what Mr. Lee's uh, short sword. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, that's a good call, actually. Because he's putting it, like, in the scarab or something, isn't he? Or he's, like, or in the little holder. I think that is a Tonto. Yeah, the little sheath for it, and he's just holding it up in the sunlight, so it's just glaring. He's peering his eyes over it, Mister Wilson style, just like making eye contact, and oh, it's beautiful work he's doing here. Again, the sun just glistening off it into his face, and that perfect sway's hair. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like fresh cropped wheat. Love it. And he lets them know, you know what? Fuck the tournament. I'm gonna let you guys fight in the finals. You've earned it. Because they have to win four fights to yeah. get to it. Just got to skip it. Yeah. And it's like, I realized that you guys were trained by Shingo, the greatest of all time. The you greatest shoot to, fighter of all time. You need to be in there because, you know. But here's the thing. You know about the finals. And he sheathes that little blade. Weapons in the finals. And Nick, of course, like, <gasps> weapons? And Ruby's like, I've trained with weapons before. <laughs> Bring it, brother. <laughs> I know my cutlery. <laughs> so they go back to the car. Nick is trying to talk Ruben out of it, and Nick, he yeah, Nick's just Nick is like, hey, you sweet fucking idiot! Like Lee is playing you, and he's like, no, Mister Lee believes in me. He's the so apparently <laughs> the first guy to believe in me. So apparently, Ruben yeah. has no father figure, even though Shingo has been his father figure and has right. been very cool to him. Uh he's just like, no, Lee believes in me. He believes that I'm a murdering, super fucking uh, Joe Rogan humanoid. So I'm going to be more human than a human, and I'm going to break some fucking necks for Mr. Lee. So back at the dojo, Ruben flips out when he's going to get that warm welcome he's expecting from Cheryl. Yeah. He's been gone for like a month. (laughs) According to this timeline, probably a month. Because, again, we've got to go... They start fighting in May, and they say the finals are in January. Yeah. That is eight months away. Yeah. And Cheryl's like, I had to suck the landlord's dick to keep us in this house. Where the fuck have you been? He's like, you ungrateful bitch, and just throws his money at her in the an envelope, and the storms oh, that's up. right. That's right. Yeah. Everything I do, I do for the dojo. You bossed me around too much. I know why Nick left now. It's because you bossed him around. So get fucked. Where are you going? I gotta think. (laughs) Perfect acting. I gotta go get me one of those KFC meat on meat sandwiches. Now Nick, he's having having a little tete-a-tete with his lady Jill. She understands, and he understands her. And he's just like, I, I don't know. I just, I'm worried about Ruben. I think I got to be there, but I don't know if I have what it takes to compete in this finals. You think Master Shingo would teach me? I, no, he wants completely out. He wants, out? Yeah, he wants completely out. And so he's telling her, like, you know, life is really weird. He's got a, okay, he was pulling a wings, uh, a little 
uh, Shakespeare thespian act here because he's got the glass, it's half full, and he's like, you know, I, when I was down in Tijuana, it really made me think about life and where I'm at in it and glass half full. She's like, that's really deep. I see what you're doing here. And he's like, yeah, I just don't know. I don't think I can do it anymore. You shouldn't do it anymore. You, what you should do is train for the national. Well, I can't do that. I just don't have a master. Shingo would teach you. <laughs> and the first thing Shingo says is, no. Yep. <laughs> I will not treat you. And then he's like, look, I know. He's like, because he knows all about the shoot fight and shit. He learned it from Cheryl. Right. And he feels betrayed. And Nick's like, look, I fucked up in Mexico. I didn't even want to go there. Right. I don't want to do that. I want to learn shoot fighting. I want to learn the art of killing a man honorably. And then Shingo goes, you are learning. Yeah. That's the first lesson to learn. I feel like this is where we get the complete turn here because then Ruben shows up in the Mustang, which why didn't you sell that if you needed extra cash? Sell the fucking Mustang. <laughs> cool ass car, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows up, he's all like, Shingo, you're gonna teach me how to fucking shoot fight, you're gonna teach me weapons, and then you're gonna come to Tijuana with me because you're gonna see your fucking boy win the tournament. And he hits him with that no again. <laughs> Another no rather. These are verbal this no's, is what, right? These are verbal no's? Yeah, these, are, these are actual yeah. verbal yes. no's. Yeah. Yes, even even Bolo can say the word no. Okay, it's pretty universal. I would hope he would, but yeah. There's a little bit of an accent, but he says no. You should understand. <laughs> and this is where we get not one to montage, you stereo montages. And this is beautiful because you notice that when you do the Ruben montage, you get these heavy fucking guitar riffs. And then it quickly cuts over to Nick and his training. Flute and shit. And he's yeah. just doing like these weird hand exercises. Yeah. It now, was... we know the answer to this, Paul, but we want to get your opinion. What is the best way to train? In a gym or in nature? Well, they both train in nature during this montage, don't they? I mean, there's like, well, they both there's no train. nature. They do both. It's not filthy street. No, but they do both in this. I think like, cause there's some dojo training with, if I'm trying to remember correctly with Shingo and Nick, but they're mostly outside, like on a hillside or on a hilltop or something, doing some hand yep. movement thing. And there's then there's that hilltop. We see, yeah. we, get a, we get a shot of Shingo surrounded by geese. Doing tai Chi. Dude, yeah. that yeah, that was the shot that uh Nick showed up to him on. Yeah. And you know you're at peace with the world yeah. when geese don't fuck with you. Right. Because exactly. geese are dicks. Yeah. Um but, but that was I, impressive. You know, but I think training in nature the way Ruben does um, exceeds all of it because and if I'm if I'm jumping ahead then, you know, sorry, but oh. uh, my favorite well it's tied. I see. I love both. This is a great montage because it shows the uh, the dichotomy of how Ruben and Nick both approach the fight. But Nick, you know, now just being a dork and training with Shingo and being a kiss ass and training the yep. Shingo style, um, thinks she's thinks she's learning it all. Thinks he's really getting it. But then, you know, once he gets taken to the basketball court. Things change. You know, he realizes he's got a lot to learn. And we'll cover that in a second. 
Then when you talk about Ruben, <laughs> we will cover that. In Ruben a is reckless. He doesn't give a flying fuck. He's he's survived Mexico for a few months now. Um, yeah, he's taken it to the streets of L.A., the bad streets of L.A. And easily one of my favorites is when he's just kind of walking and like kicking trash, and he he willingly <laughs> goes into like gang territory. Where those guys are just sitting on like abandoned like car seats and stuff, like they don't give a shit. Yep. And one of my favorite lines is when he's just, he's walking and the guy just grabs his jacket. He's like, "Give me your jacket," which prompts a fight with Ruben and these gang members. And he he throws the jacket into one of the guy's faces, who's so completely oversells it and is struggling to get the <laughs> jacket off of his face. While Ruben beats the other dudes up, he nails one of the guys in the stomach who like drops perfectly down and like a waiting for it stance, very AEW, uh, waiting to get like lead <laughs> in the face. Yeah, waiting for his next spot. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so good. It's one of the funniest fights, in my opinion, in the whole in the whole film. Uh, but then flipping back over to. Nick, Nick, yeah, following Shingo on his light little uh, Hong Kong jog through the parks of uh, Nevada, fornia that we get to see him go to like an abandoned, <laughs> abandoned park basketball. <laughs> like, I just want, this is the scene I alluded to. Lee. I will forever be grateful to Mr. Paul London for introducing <laughs> the movie to me. Just this scene blew my fucking mind. It's so good. It's, it's so good. You don't even have to be a basketball fan. You just have to be a fan of nature, martial arts, and... And playing horse. Playing horse. Playing horse. Yeah. yeah. Kids with mental <laughs> deformities. Um, <laughs> like The jury's still out on that. I hope through the kid's normal child. This is has got some developmental issues. This is issues. a scene for the mechanic Bronson era fans because there are no words spoken in this scene. <laughs> no. There's some just great no music. words need to be spoken. Fun, though. The music yeah. is fun. It's lighthearted. It's telling the audience, yep. enjoy this moment. Because uh, yep. it's yes. become a bloodbath. So this is your last Bolo's moment. Wearing, Bolo's wearing a sweatsuit with a towel wrapped around <laughs> his neck. Like tucked That's into right. the collar. Yeah. Of his, it's so good. So him and Nick are jogging. They stumble upon, as Paul would say, a mentally challenged child. <laughs> I think he's a normal child. He's playing basketball, wearing the, the most fucked up bootleg Detroit Pistons jersey, which I got a pop out of that, being from Detroit. I was like, what the fuck? And then, uh, then uh, and also, I got, I just, I got, I got kind of like teary eyed, Griff, because it's like, I, I, at that moment, I was like, I wish Shingo Bolo was my dad, yeah, and yeah. I was the kid in this scene. Yep. Yeah. Because my dad's a piece of shit. And so I was just like, God, if only I could have lived this scene with Bolo. Because Bolo comes up to the kid, whispers in his ear. Yeah. Kid hands him a ball. No looks. Bolo just, just stands with his back to the fucking hoop. Throws the ball over his shoulder. Three times. Swish. Three times. Swish. Yeah. Swish. He's the child whisperer. I'm, and like the kid yeah. not with like his whole upper body. Like and his head, like he can't just nod with his head. He like nods with his whole like upper body. It's really, it's very, very charming. 
Oh. And by the way, this was such a knockoff jersey. There's no piston number 55. Number 55. All right. I don't yeah. know what the fuck that was. And, uh, this was like Murray... discounts. Yeah, it was a it was a rough, uh, <laughs> a very rough Pistons jersey. It should have been 11. It should have been 11, Isaiah. Come yeah, on. it should have been. All right. But as you would say, he was acting with a capital A. He was John Malkoviching <laughs> his one scene here. But yeah. we do get the levity of Nick trying to do it, and he can't. Right. So well, it's trying to miserable. tell us, like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever this has to do with shoot fighting at all, Who I don't knows? know. I'm loving the scene. But I love it. Yeah. I love it. We would never see this in a modern movie without it being never. super stupid. Right. Like, they did this so perfectly. Bolo, the mullet, that fucking sweatsuit with the towel, everything about this. And as fast as it comes into our life, it just run away. Well, no, then they hand the ball to the kid and the kid swishes it like three times. Well, yeah, the kid had already swished it a yeah. few times. So Nick looks like a real idiot. Yeah, and the kid continues to swish it and then we get one undershot of the rim. The kid swishes it again and he goes, yeah, like magic. <laughs> no, no, he, they, 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 they he, I have to correct you on this because it's too good. Okay. Uh, Shingo and Nick, Shingo hands the ball back to the kid after he realizes Nick still has a long ways to go because he couldn't make over the head blind swishes, you know, like this, this poor, uh, make a wish kid. And, um, so they, they jog off to continue their training. And this kid just throws the most fucked up over the head shot. And that cuts <laughs> through the ball going in. And you should this, I'm Magic Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And like, make up your mind, kid. Are you a Pistons fan or a Laker fan? You can't <laughs> right. be both. You can't be both. Right? No, no. But you alluded. I mean, like you said, Magic played it. He's from Michigan. So I think there, there's right. some... I think the I think the Diamant family, which you know, obviously with the help of IMDb, well, I can, I made this connection watching the rolling credits when I first uh, was viewing this this movie at such a young age because I loved this character so much that I then made the connection that this is clearly the little brother or a relative of the Jill character. Um. Who I think her name is like Sigal, Sigal Diamant, and this kid is like Serge oh, wow. Diamant. So yeah, they're clearly related, um, and they look very similar. So yeah, you know what I mean. There's like there's some kind of emptiness going on beyond the, behind the eyes. <laughs> um, they definitely both have empty eyes. That's true. Yeah, yeah you can't but, read those eyes. No, yeah. nothing going on behind them. Truly a highlight of the of the film, in my opinion. This little basketball scene, very magical, and you get like a magical, like twinkly sound when he makes the basket. You, you do. I'm Magic yeah. Johnson. Uh, For real. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's like a, a lot magic of these twinkle sound. A lot of the late '80s, early '90s action movies had that one scene that stand the test of time. John Claude dancing. This kid shooting the baskets with Bolo. That is clearly up there. Only way to make this better is if that basketball shot paid off somehow. Like, he did, like, a basketball shot to beat right. the guy. We d- yeah, there needed to be a callback to that somehow, yeah. but right. there wasn't. All you needed so. to do was learn how to make a backwards free throw. So right. It's unfortunate, but whatever. Because, <laughs> guys, January's rolled back around somehow. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. 
it happen. We're at the and final. So, well, Ruben's walking. Yeah, Ruben has come back out of Tijuana, and he is straight up. Or no, he's still in Tijuana because he's straight up confronting Lee, and he's like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm in on the tournament. I'm ready." And, you know, Lee's just like, oh, very good. Where's Shingo? Can we get him on the line? Like, did he give you an RSVP? Like, what's going on with him? And so Lee's mind is completely focused on Shingo. But, hey, he's willing to let Ruben in there because he needs some beautiful baby face fodder. You know, right. He might not be a baby. Whatever. But, so we're going back over to... Uh, what did you call it? Kella Nevada or something? Kella Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. California. Yeah. And we're seeing that Nick, he's hit his fruition. He's completely, he, he you know, he spent his eight years. He's uh, fruiting like a beautiful boy now. He's a man. Fruiting? Yeah. <laughs> Blooming or fruiting? Fruiting. Fruiting like, like a, a Like an apple tree or something. It takes seven <laughs> years before. Ripening. Ripening. And so Jill, you know, she's washing his motorcycle. He's just washing, watching her. She's got the bikini on and everything. She's still looking at him like droopy dog. And she sits down and tell him, you've just, you've come so far. You're so happy now. You've made me happy. You've made Cheryl happy. But I can't stop thinking about Ruben. I think he's into the shoot fighting because of you. What can we do for him? What can we do for him? I don't know. All I know is that Ruben... I like that they kept the guys at a separate area. to like Their locker room was in a different building than where the fight was. Yeah. And they're, they're just in a, a room full of crates. I think that's where all the weapons are. Maybe. And we get we we meet we start meeting the guys that are compete into this tournament. I have to imagine they accidentally clicked on the uh, regular order option in Amazon, so they were getting it every other day instead of like a monthly shipment. That, Bezos does that shit. That motherfucker. Yeah. I, I I bet they charged the triple charge Lee for Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, and I'm sure they made watches it, that shit. They they were like, yeah, you got to call in to fix your order, you know, to get it monthly instead of daily. Right. And they never, they don't have anybody working that phone line. Mm-hmm, yeah. So we, yep, we figured. That's it out. how Lee got the carpal tunnel. He was just constantly on the <laughs> computer. <laughs> He's an EverQuest nerd. So he meets, he meets first. He meets a friend. He's like, "Hey, you're yeah, mongoose, right?" Mongoose. I remember John Barrett from from uh, Jim Cotta. This is him. Yeah, I remember you from the Nationals. Yeah, Nationals. Whatever that means, yeah. Whatever that means, exactly. This is where we but then he meets. Oh yeah, go ahead. We meet his. We meet a guy, <laughs> a possible enemy, Hawk, black guy with some long straight hair. This, this is one of my absolute favorite characters uh, in the yes. entire film. His name is Thunderwolf, and I'm not talking about his character name i'm talking about the actor's name <laughs> no way yes. thunderwolf yes. has he been in other movies yes jibkata i wish it's like there's a there's <laughs> an actor he, he died only, in he the only did two movies too he had a great fucking his, his name was warhawk tanzania oh he only did a couple movies yeah but yeah well it's funny well, you mentioned also only did a few well yeah 
Well, he was like, what? Uh, no, he was. Yeah, he did Point Break and a couple other. Wasn't he only the strong? I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, the guy, yeah, we're all. <laughs> the guy who played Mongoose. Not up on uh, Thunderwolf. He was the stunt coordinator for this film, actually. So he was also the stunt coordinator for. Oh. Uh, yeah, John Barrett's a legit martial arts uh, master. But going back to Thunderwolf. Uh, who Please, Thunderwolf. The character's name is Hawk in Shoot yes. Fighter. Um, he was in apparently eight films, uh, including Lionheart. He plays a street gang member, number four. Oh. Um, I remember him, yeah. yeah. He also, yeah, the hair. Yeah, I think he's like, yeah, he, I think he's one of the early, one of the early guys in the street, the street fight, the whatever the fights that they do there. Uh, he was in Blood Under Match. The uh, yeah, I think he's one of those guys. I don't think he was the guy that he beats up, because that looked more like a. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, that was. I can't remember. Uh, he was in Blood Match, Nemesis, Bounty Tracker. Uh, and then a couple other movies you probably obviously never heard of. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but this is one of my favorite moments in the whole film because, uh, him and the, the Michael Bernardo ripoff, if you could even say that, um, who's another like henchman guy there. I can't remember what his name is. It didn't really matter because he didn't do anything. Um, I think he's American Indian, actually, Thunderwolf. I don't. I don't think he's like straight African American. I think he's like part Native oh, American. That's why he's got that beautiful hair, dude. That's where he gets the hair from. Yeah. Um but it says Thunderwolf is his full legal name. He is a descendant of black Indians. There you go. Uh oh. they're not happy about seeing these two chums talk it up uh when they're in such a serious environment. Thunderwolf right. doing some bicep curls. And in uh, what is easily one of the best, funniest moments in the whole thing is when Thunder, when you see Ruben and Mongoose talking, and you just hear this, "Hi, I hope you brought your body bag." I mean, he just does one yeah. good curl, like staring him down. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if you've ever been in a gym to have anyone lifting weights and staring at you at the same time, it's it's beyond funny. It's uh, yeah. a little uncomfortable depending on the, the size of the, the character and if their name is actually Thunderwolf or not. Um, <laughs> and they have that hair. And they do Karate Kid callbacks. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but, but this is, yeah, such a good character. This is where it really ramps up and you start seeing a lot of the characters. Uh, really? They just I mean, introduced yeah. a new heel character in a second with just hair, a look, and one recycled line from Karate Kid. And the name Kid. Hawk. That's all you need. And yeah. it's amazing. Like, yeah. you, start, you start to notice this character in the background of every Ruben shot. He's walking by, <laughs> glaring one eye into this, the camera. This He's is so why I hated Bloodsport 2, because all the guys look the same. Yeah, everybody looked the same. No one really got any kind of, you know, If you're doing a character. fucking tournament movie, you got to have diverse, you got to have racial stereotypes. And they you give that to us shit. in Bloodsport 2, but they never got it to any kind of conclusion, and they never introduced a lot of the people. They were just like, oh, yeah, here's Jobber 1 and Jobber 2. 
Right. Guys, we're about to get into it. We're about to get into some sweet fights. Because after that lo- lo- that nice locker room talk where they talked about grabbing him by the pussy, uh, we're going to get to some real fights. Oh, and yeah. this, fuck, this, this tournament is so intense. People die at exhibition fights. Yeah, they, they, they did a full AEW <laughs> pay-per-view where they do the pre-pay-per-view <laughs> that they charge you $30 for for a jobber match. But these jobbers... Well, I don't They're think not just a job quick match. Pick. No, this is like a no, return of champions, right? Former champions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are former yeah. champs. This is definitely some of my. These are other favorite characters. One in particular, though, Boa. I mean, if this oh was one of the absolute funniest characters you've ever seen, then he's he was in the wrong movie. Uh, yeah, Boa and Buck. And I. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> I I miss this about any kind of movie because Boa slithers in there, and I have to imagine they they were like, okay, we'll have this be like a one minute scene or something. But Boa, I mean, what other word can you use to describe what slithers into the ring? You, you know what? This, he went into business for himself. This man completely embodied. Like I'm thinking Jake the Snake, but you're like, oh no, this guy's like this small, agile dude, yeah. and he's got yeah. that punchable face and everything. He's licking the snake. He's got a bow to let you know. He's yeah, really hitting you hard with that nickname. They do this awesome overhead shot of the ring, and you see him like doing like these weird, slithery, robotic, not robotic, fluid body motions and everything. Yeah. And he's, he's licking- like, oh, is he break dancing? He, he was fighting? like break dancing, yeah. licking his snake, and then he's taunting <laughs> the crowd, and then he's taunting his opponent, uh, Buck. Buck he looks like Buck. Refrigerator Perry. <laughs> yeah. He looks so old. He looks so out of the you know like fighting world. Whereas Boa at least looks still. Fit. He's got probably 300 pounds on Boa. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Buck is large. And so Buck comes in the ring, full t Before he comes in the ring, he starts pounding a stool on his head. Yeah, Not pounding, tapping. He was just <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> barely. That was so weird. Yeah, and there know. was just a bunch of, there was a bunch of stools around him. It was the weirdest <laughs> fucking setup. No one's sitting there. Just a bunch of little stools that he was just te- testing on his head. That's his move. All right. So we get an exhibition match of former shoot fight champions, I guess. Yeah. And so we start up, and we see that the fluidity of Boa is no ma- – like, he is just outmatching Buck, it looks like. Yeah. So, like, Buck – yeah, Buck tries to get him, like, in a bear hug, and he literally <laughs> slithers <laughs> yeah, over him. They did such a good job with this. The yeah, match is he, clean. He, Steals the whole show in this scene, like he steals it. His fighting style oh, is very yeah. reminiscent of like Dalsam from Street Fighter Two. Oh know? yeah, it's like, uh, but he looks like uh, he kind of looks like um, an actor from Mad TV uh, who played Stewart or whatever. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Donald. Yeah, he, it's hilarious. Um, and he's got these like whippy, like snake, st- like strikes. And his facial expressions are the funniest. So good. They're so good. And you can't help but laugh. And I think there's like, he does like uh, a reverse yeah. Sonya Blade type move where he like <laughs> handsprings into like. Putting his neck, his legs around Buck's neck, and then like pulling himself up, 
into almost like a victory roll type deal and whip kicks Buck out of the cage where he like comes near the snake and acts like really startled by it. And uh, I mean, it's just it's worth it. it uh, it's so good. It's I can't. I can't. It's so good. Yeah. So I mean, fun. everything up. Everything about the uh, the just the shape of Buck versus Bullet, you're thinking, well, shit, Bo is gonna win this match. His agility is just gonna win it out. But Buck is like, you don't oversell in my matches, Buck. Yeah, the the Buck <laughs> stops here. Exactly. So he grabs him in a in a choke slam. You think he's gonna do that? He pins him up against the wall. No, no, no. Remember, this is an exhibition match, guys. <laughs> so, like, you think you can oversell? I'm gonna rip your fucking heart out. He, <laughs> he does a mula ram. He actually goes Kalima, and then he just, yeah. And then the heart is on fire. It was it was yeah. crazy. He did have a Paul Bearer in the audience. Booker <laughs> Taker, Booker Taker, Booker Taker, Under Booker. And that's people. This is just the exhibition. What else is gonna? What this the hell is the, the opener? Guy, this is the appetizer. They're opening hot. They're hot shot in this fucking tournament, dude. You show up to a restaurant, you're getting the three course meal, and your appetizer is a goddamn filet mignon prepared <laughs> on a sword and filleted in front of you by yeah. uh, Bolo himself. What we're trying to say is Mr. Lee is a hell of a promoter. He knows how to set up a card. Oh, yeah. Booking excellently so far. Yeah, well, you want, now we got to bookend your card with like the, the first and the last match are usually the hottest. Oh, yeah. You got to get that crowd into a frenzy right off the bat. So now, like any good tournament movie, we got to have the scene where we introduce our characters. Of oh, first, yeah. this guy, toughest name I've ever heard, <laughs> Skeeter. Skeeter? Okay. And actually, there's a, character, I, Go ahead. there's a character named Scooter in this movie, too, which I don't remember, <laughs> but he's in the credits. I don't remember either. But the thing about Skeeter, uh, I guess like the actor's name is Kazja. I'm not really sure what his uh, what his origin is, but I was uh, doing a little bit of research, and apparently um, he is an underground. He was an underground fight promoter in California, or something along those lines. Um, yeah, underground California fight promoter, and apparently this actor the character guy who played skeeter he's he claims to be the originator of the octagon style fight ring so people can't get pinned in corners so that's apparently where the octagon originated from was from this guy who was like this underground fight promoter out of california you might have answered our question because we were saying that at the beginning did this fucking movie start the octagon and Apparently, we have at Skeeter, least <laughs> Skeeter, who's Skeeter. from Texas. Yeah. Like, apparently, he brought the the production, this whole idea, too. Like, that wasn't part of the original production. Like, they were just going to have it more of like a Bloodsport style mat. And he's the one that hmm. brought this uh, octagon cage thing to their attention. So, it's possible that UFC did take it from old Kazja Skeeter. Um, Whose style of fighting is known as the Hawaiian art of bone breaking, which might explain his like big pants, shorts. Yeah, that sarong thing that he had on. 
We yeah. were we were talking about that the whole time. Or, yeah, like yeah. right when Murray he arrived. He looks like like a homeless Magnum TA. He looks like a homeless Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. Magnum P. He's Magnum PU. Yeah. Up next, Andreov from Romania. He's just some like Russian looking guy. Yeah. We get Perez from Tijuana. Yeah, that's the guy with representing the hometown. I think. Yeah. We got Shadow from Brazil. Now this this would have been childhood Griff's favorite because I love the monkey fighters. We got Mongoose from Canada. He's he's the, he's our friend. He's the, uh, yeah. Ruben still has that soft spot in his heart, and he yes. finds another North American, right. not Mexican like American, the, North American. He's a poor man's Wolverine. He's Mongoose. Yeah, he's got like the chef pants on too. Yeah, yeah. Creon from Greece. Oh, that's the jobber that's... guy that was with Thunderwolf. Uh, Korea. Okay. Yeah. And, well, it makes sense because after the one left is Hawk from Montana. Oh, and you said Native American. That yeah. actually does make... I was like, okay, this black dude with that hair, like, from Montana. Fuck you. But no, now it's <laughs> dude, making sense. First of all, everybody's part Cherokee. Don't you know that? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. <laughs> first match... Creon versus Mongoose. Uh, Mongoose is doing great so far. He's, he's holding his own. Right. Until the weapons get dropped in. And I, okay, how they introduce the weapons is so good because the matches kind of came to a natural, like, break point. And so the guys stand up because there is no rounds. There's nothing like that. No. But the guys just happen to kind of like break off and they're sizing each other up again. And then there's this one guy in a tuxedo outside the ring who's got access to a little prop gate. Like you would see in a prison cell where they slide open a gate to slide your food tray through. And he just like throws a couple weapons in. And the one fighter takes his and moves out of the way. And then they throw in the other set of weapons for Mongoose to grab. And he gets his weapon and they square up and... Apparently, Mongoose, I mean, he's got little swords. The other had, guy had, like, the kata sticks, I think. Or, not kata, kama sticks, I yeah. thought. Okay. And so, they actually just, like, they were respectful about it. They let each other get each other's weapons, but yeah. uh, apparently, we're, Mongoose is... Like, first come, first serve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... I, it, apparently, Mongoose... here's another like time issue because yeah, Mongoose loses. Yeah, he gets his throat cut. Yeah, oh, I hate that part. Okay, you would you would know this, uh, Paul, because you've lived in L.A. How long would it take to drive from L.A. to Tijuana? Three and a half, roughly. Yeah, roughly it, three it takes, and a half hours. Apparently, they have they have the same portal that Mister C had because Nick arrives. Like a moment immediately, and he doesn't even get to the right place. We got to right. remember that too. <laughs> and we know Nick is pretty. Nick is pretty shady. He probably gets stopped at the border, thinking he has drugs with on that him. fucking ponytail. Right. And I they, wouldn't let him into my country. In a vanity place, sixty six wide. These guys are probably like, "What do you have on this bike?" Sixty six. I mean, wide. they could have just had him live in San Diego. Then it makes sense. It's right across the yeah, border. Right across no, the border. we got to be right over there. So, all right, time doesn't time doesn't matter in this. Program. No, we we've we've already done this whole thing. Time does not matter. He heads to the the old arena, which is I think where they were they was was the locker room set up for the fighters because they were moved to the new arena. Right, they have different arenas because again, it, this is underground. Right, you gotta keep it moving. So they around. gotta move around. So Nick shows up to the old arena, he's, and he's just walking around in this abandoned, like 
it's not abandoned, but it's lifeless. Like there's nothing happening. It's just this calling is a crate. It's the it's like like a Sparks factory. This is a crate yeah, he, crate warehouse. He lands into the supply factory. I think the Ark of the Covenant might be in it. It might be. Yeah. And so we're just shouting out, "Where are the finals? Hello, someone tell me where the finals are." He's just trying to, but he's for somewhere from for some. Re- I can't get these words out. For some reason, he's wearing his leather jacket and the fight pants he was wearing because he knows there's going to be a fight. And yeah, got to be comfortable. So he's got to put on his "I fight for Tang" orange highlighter pants for some reason, and it just so happens as he's calling out, Kong is like, "Hey." It's you. Why is Kong here? First of all, not, yeah, you think he would be in the tournament? Not at they the built this guy up so much. Clearly, he's taken this year off for some reason, whatever. But he's here in the supply closet at this other place that they fight at. What the fuck <laughs> is happening? I think he was he, to look out for Nick. Like Nick was missing, so it was like that other one's going to show up. We just know it. He yeah, thought, apparently. You know, Apparently. So he's just like, you're my favorite fighter, man. If you want to get to the finals, you got to fight for it. So we know there's a fight that's about to happen there. But before we get to see that fight. Cut back. Next up, Skeeter versus Perez. Fucking Magnum PU in action. Get that musty sarong on. (laughs) I don't don't remember any of the the weapons. What weapons do they have? I don't. Sticks. He had the drumsticks. Sticks in this. Yeah, I don't remember what the other guy had. Somebody with a stick. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what the other guy had. It's hard to remember a lot of these. What did Perez have? Uh, I just remember that. This was a. (laughs) What do you? We were just talking about this. You're a weapons master, Paul. What do you call the weapon that's like three sticks connected by chains? I thought it was like triple chocks. But I don't know that it has the, a name. In the notes, trichuck. Yeah. And the name and the notes, I called it the trichuck. Yeah. yeah, that works. I think we'll go with that. <laughs> so we got Skeeter and uh, Perez. There's a good back and forth here. The weapons get fifty-fifty booking. I, yep. was, I wasn't a fan. The of weapons it. get removed quickly in it. Uh, Perez keeps or not Perez, but Skeeter keeps going for like roll-ups and everything. He's got him like pinned, and I was like, is this real? Because he kept folding him up like that, and the guy kept kicking out. And I was like, oh, man, is Skeeter – Skeeter looks like he should handle this, man. Well, Skeeter does end up getting the W. Why we're building up these matches, no reason. Because they dis, they they do play a Bloodsport 2 role in this where they disappear in a minute here. But at least we get a little bit more time with them. Anyways, Lee, he's up on his throne loving this. He's having a good time. He sees all of his audience. They're loving everything. Right. They love Magnum PU. They <laughs> lost Magnum PA uh, 60 years ago. Magnum right. PU is alive and well. Right. But No, he's not enjoying it, Ruben, because it's fine. He had to see two people die before it finally set in. Oh, my God. I have to fight to, That's the, what, fight okay. to the death. Skeeter gets Perez in the neckbreaker, and then instead of dropping oh, with yeah, him, he, he just stoned, like – He reversed like, a weird – Stone Cold Stunner, but he didn't go down. Yeah. yeah. It was intense. Yeah. It looked good. Yeah. Anyways. So it's like seeing the guy's like throat slashed, his friend's throat slash didn't bother him that much, but seeing that really bad Stone Cold Stunner, yeah. it's like, that's he, not how you do he it. He had the monogram Ron Garvin towel around his neck, uh, and he just dropped I'll it. He's like, I don't Ron know Garvin. what I'm We're doing having a good here. timer. <laughs> I'm always going to bring Ron Garvin up. 
Back to Nick and Kong. They they're in a, a there, room. There's a supply closet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there was pinata confetti everywhere <laughs> on the right. floor. They want to have a stylized fight. They, they get go- the broomsticks. They start going fucking back and forth because, of course, in order to get to the finals, he has to fight his way there. And Nick. He's a master shoot fighter now. He learned from the master Shingo. So he doesn't have that tr- too much trouble with Kong. It's really a shitty fight. Yeah, he like, chokes him with his do-rag. Like, <laughs> okay, that was good. It wasn't his do-rag. I thought it was hair. I thought it was his do-rag. Oh, like the back hair, do-rag. I'd I say, I don't, uh, maybe his do-rag. I can't, I'm trying to remember this one as much. I don't know if he had hair. That's what I was... I thought he had like the dread kind of hair, where it was just like the I thought big... it was just the back of his durag. It might have been. Know. Hey, we'll have to. Get Either it. way, he gets. We'll get Mattingly on it. He gets choked to death. Yeah. Back to the competition now. It's Andrea versus Shadow. Baby Griff, loving this. Shadow and jumps into this ring. Of course, full uh, on monkey man. Of course, you have to have the black character do monkey. Come on, people. This is 1993. Yeah. This is where we get the trichucks. Did you notice? Okay, let's cut to the chase. We're seeing a, and he's really overplaying the monkey shit. He's he, hanging for, he's eating a banana. He's hanging from the fucking. He's screeching at the crowd. He's shitting in his hand and throwing it at people. I like that. I like seeing rich you people like get that? shit thrown at them. And I like that they were opening their mouths for it. Like <laughs> rich people are. These fucked. people are sick. They're sick. They're watching people fight to the death. You don't think they wouldn't eat shit? I. I don't know. Oh, have you ever been around uh, any of these high fluent types? Do they eat shit. Oh, yeah, no, they they a lot of them bring their own shit, like in uh, Tupperware. But um, <laughs> you they gotta eat your own shit. You know where the other people have been. Yeah, there's definitely like a scatological obsession with the rich. Um, you know, it's Sick. something that they just yeah they feel like I've got so much money. Like, what are you gonna do if I get shit? in my mouth and I eat it, whether it's mine or some <laughs> fucking hillbilly shoot fighters shit thrown at me or some, you know, African monkey fighter. Um, it doesn't really matter. I can eat shit. He's Brazilian. Yeah, He's okay. not African. Okay, Brazilian, well, yeah. well, the Brazilian monkeys are much different, you know, like, I mean, they got, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, they they love that shit in their mouth. Oh. I, just, I just want to point out, okay, he gets choked with the trichucks. The trichucks aren't on his esophagus at all. He's no. choking the back of his neck. It's rough. How did that kill him? I, I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Maybe know. he faked his death because he didn't want to fucking die. Maybe. So <laughs> now we have... With Eddie in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to have our moment now where Nick is wandering this through the This would have been finals. a perfect time to bring Haystack here. Right? Yes, a hundred percent agreed. Yeah. Either when he's doing this or when uh, uh, Shingo's doing this. Yeah. Spoiler alert: Shingo's about to do the same fucking <laughs> scenes here. Yeah. So Nick's just wandering through the hallways, and there just happens to be guys in tuxedos that charge at him. So he has to kung fu them down, and he demands. This is still in uh, the other arena, right? And because he beat. Kong, but Kong did not tell him where to go. Yeah. So we he had forgot to... to ask him while he was choking. Yeah, him. exactly. So yeah. we had to go to another guy who happened to be wandering around in a tuxedo in the supply closet for some reason, chokes them I out. Love that even the security are so classy; they wear tuxedos. Yeah. That's, that's class, Griff. That's what I'm gonna do. 
The janitor has to wear a tuxedo and might fight fucking <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, okay. And oh. so he gets the look he gets the location finally, and that's when we cut over and now we know Nick's on his way. He's got the location now, but hey, it's time for Hawk versus Ruben. Thunder Thunderwolf. Thunderwolf versus Ruben. This is good. This is rough, actually. This is very rough because they both get their weapons immediately and they get swords. They both hold their swords like they have no idea. Okay, Paul, you would know that's better than Mia Murray. We have not studied the blade like you have. <laughs> Are they both holding swords like fucking idiots? Like, did they get the, the Pistons kid from earlier's like mental condition and now they don't know what to do with weapons? Well, yeah, I think Serge Diamant, who played the Pistons kid, is also the he's the um, weapons coordinator on the. <laughs> so he taught them how to hold the swords, one hand up, one hand upside down. Um, yeah, they they do look like they're not as comfortable here, but I think that just plays into how great an actor william zapka and thunderwolf are because they shouldn't really be comfortable holding katana blades they're more like fist fighters martial artists okay so i think they did their research months and months prior to filming uh the uh what what i guess would be like a 12 day production schedule on shoot fighter uh, <laughs> And they probably thought we shouldn't be super comfortable with swords because we don't see Ruben holding a sword at any point during his training or anything. So the Thunderwolf, yeah. I could see Thunderwolf being more like a, having like a club, like a mace, exactly. something like that. You know what I mean? But not a sword. So he doesn't seem like the most graceful type. So yeah, it's it's very it was awkward. But I think it it's also funny though. Like the the ending of this fight scene is also really funny because. If there's one thing that it was I have, the worst. <laughs> I love guys dying, like when they get impaled because we see. Yes. What is, does he run up on Ruben, or like he comes over to him and Ruben? Yes, he he threw himself on Ruben's sword. Yeah, yeah. And then he, Ruben, Ruben, he Ruben, Ruben, like you were pointing out, Ruben is holding the sword like point down awkwardly. Yeah. yeah. And he's okay. I'll get it. I'll get us there because this fight's going horribly for Ruben. He's getting slashed up. He gets a slash across his arm. He gets a big slash across his back. He has no idea what he's doing. He's in uh, deep waters here. He gets pinned against a cage. They he ends up getting a little bit of ground and everything. He gets the sword knocked away from uh, from Hawk, and he knocks him down. He's got the sword on him. We see Nick run in, and he's like, "No, you don't have to kill him." And then you have him staring. Uh, you have Ruben staring down on Hawk, and he's like, even though this is my new nemesis for life from the locker room when he said, I'm going to put you in a body bag. No, he just said you better bring one. Yeah, okay, whatever. It, you know, he's like, I can't kill this man. The sweet, innocent Ruben is still in me. I still want to go bang. Uh, he doesn't even recognize her name anymore. He says, I still want to go bang sure. Nick's girl, uh, Nick's sister. He doesn't even know her name at this point. He's got to remember that again. 
So he's like, I still want to go bang Nick's sister. And that's when Lee starts piping in. Kid, match isn't over until you kill the man. I can't kill him! And he's got his sword pointing down. And the crowd is going, they're like booing him. They're throwing soda pops in there. Saw a fucking live condom get thrown in there and just stick to his head and that perfectly quaffed Ric Flair hair. And he's just like, what is this? And Lee's like, you got to finish him. Well, thankfully, Hawk wanted some mercy or something. I think he said something like, this isn't shoot fighting. He's like, this is the greatest form of combat at all. You must die or some shit like that. (laughs) But Hawk, like, tries to do a kip-up or something. Ruben is pointing his sword down. Like, does he know? Like, is he, is he like, this kid... The kid gets it. Killing is bad, so I'm going to sacrifice myself. Yeah, like Hawk hit, does the Undertaker, the cane hinge <laughs> or something into the sword that just happens to be pointed at his heart and kills himself. What was this? He was so touched and moved by Ruben finding his humanity, he gave himself up for him. It's the Native American way. It is. You don't have to kill him. Like, you just have to kill yourself. Right. There we exactly. go. Okay. Yeah, but his so, death, come on, you can't help but laugh at that death where he's staring at him. Like if I ever oh, no. somebody, I hope that they stare at me as they're dying, like with those like <laughs> pleading, <laughs> pleading eyes and make some sort of like <laughs> sound like So uh Lee's like, I gotta calm every situation down because I still gotta have a final. Yeah, so he yeah. brings uh Nick and Ruben into his office. Well, Nick, yeah, of course. He came in, made a scene. He gets captured. This is my favorite scene because Nick's like, we're done. We're out of here. And then Lee goes, he signed a contract. Like, this is going to hold up in fucking any court. Like, a contract. You know, he's like. Underground illegal fighting and where there are no laws. I loved it because he's like, what are you doing here? And Nick just completely deflated. goes, I'm here to take him back home. Yeah, you saw he signed a contract. Like this whole scene was just completely like day twelve. We got to get out of here. I'm sick of Mexico. Yeah, Mexicos so, aren't that good. You got to remember Lee. The whole point of this is to get Shingo. So Lee's just like, how can I fix this? Okay. Well, yeah, immediately he's steepling his fingers. He's like, I got his two boys. These are his two best boys. This is it. I got him in the hole. And dude, he literally goes out, gets his Seinfeld phone. Well, no, first, like, he, Nick agrees. Like, Nick's like, I will fight in his place. Oh, and yeah. And then we get to go. Yeah, I will fight in his place. Put me in any match. If I win it, we get to walk. Like, that's it. And Lee's like, yeah, sure. Any match with anybody. And then you guys can walk. Just sign sure. this contract yeah. right here. Yeah, just sign the contract. And, and then he appear- uh, You should have known the deal was bad when the contract was written across his ass and you had to sign it. Right. Because then he calls up Shingo at the restaurant. Shingo's always working. And he's like, I want my honor and my title back, Shingo. I have your boys. Come down here and meet me. And he's like, Shingo doesn't know what to do. He hangs up. He's going to answer. He doesn't even say anything. He looks at his mom. His mom reads his eyes and goes, You need to fight. Oh. Fight for those boys. It is your destiny. It is your destiny. And then he's like, well, I can't argue with my mom, so. 
I guess. I, I guess I'll get on that bullet train to fucking Tijuana. <laughs> I mean, I think what he did He's going to jump into that time portal. He got Jill and Cheryl in the car, and they went in the carpool lane. So it was a smooth sailing <laughs> all the way down. Of course, the carpool lane. Right. Oh. He makes it there in record time. Or maybe it's just like Lee stalling for time. It's like, another donkey show. Another donkey show. <laughs> well, we did talk about that. You know, it's a very... Maybe as midgets fight to the death for people. I don't know. Or little people. <laughs> are they really? Are they, they're little, but are they really people? Uh, <laughs> it's an argument. Jesus. It's an argument for another time. <sighs> so, all right. This is for all the marbles. Nick. Well, well, yeah, Nick goes in thinking he's going to fight like anybody. Just... This is the thing. This is AEW booking. What happened to Skeeter and Andreoff and all these other guys who won? They're Every... out. Everybody else has disappeared. Yep, you're right. It's 100% <laughs> AEW booking. Everyone's just gone now. And they're like, hey, uh, Ruben, you fought really well there. Uh, you just take the night off now. And it's like, oh, okay. And they bring Nick out. And so yeah. the audience, everybody is just yeah, like. Yeah, this, this is another thing about time. You're right. He says, you get the night off. Yes. And he goes in the locker room where he has the picture of Cheryl on his mirror. And he's staring at it. He's pulling his Rick Flair hair back. And he's like, what am I doing? I need to get back to her. I need to get back to me. Right. I need to get back to, and to then Shingo. A, a, like, I think Mr. C walks in. like, you're up next. They just told him he had the night off. Exactly. And he goes along with it. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, again, he's still got the bloodlust. You were talking about that Viking blood chant thing that they would do, and they would get the people, the berserkers. Maybe they did a little bit of that with him. Maybe. He's got that blonde hair. He might have some Viking blood in him. Okay. That would have been a great fighter, a Viking fighter. What the fuck? Look, we've done so many of these tournament movies, we've never got a Viking fighter. No, we did. American American Ninja. Samurai. American Samurai. Samurai. Yes, you were right. That was like our fourth or fifth episode. That was a long time ago, (laughs) but I still remember. Those locker room scenes in that movie, fantastic. Wait, Paul, have you seen American Samurai? I have not. I've heard of it. Is it with Gary Daniels? No, not Gary. uh, Gary. No, no, uh, from it's, American Ninja Four, is that a yes, yes, yes? Yeah, I don't remember his name, but yeah, that guy. I don't remember either. There's definitely. And it also has the guy that played the crow on the TV show. What's okay, Mark Dacascas. I don't remember any of these names. That's right. He's Mark the villain in it. Yeah. It was just really funny because we did it. We like did two episodes within three weeks or something, where it was the same storyline, where it was like an American kid. Goes to Japan, his parents die, and some sensei happened to be there, like, I'll adopt you, white kid. Right. So, yeah, that, it's one of those movies. It's it's very entertaining, and you should watch it. For sure, listen to our episode, and then go oh, watch I will, it. Yeah, maybe I, do will, that. I, I will listen to the episode, and then go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting. Guys, so, I, I hate to do this. I, I actually need to run. I'm sorry. I can't. I, Adam and I can't be able to finish. I'm, uh, I feel horrible, because I know we're getting real close to the finish, but I, I'm being right. summoned. Right. And, um, I we understand. It's okay. It's you got to go. But I feel like you guys. You got to go hide under the mat. <laughs> yeah. We can wrap it up. I feel We've like you've done two hundred of these. I know that y'all can, and I, I know y'all. I know shoot fighters in great hands with you guys. I feel terrible. Uh, no, I don't owe, worry about. I owe it. you guys one, maybe shoot fighter two. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have less to laugh at. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, dude, do, do shoot fighter Nick, Ruben, and Lee proud. I know you guys. Mm-hmm. 
we'll do a Shingo Proud. And uh, thank you guys for letting me come on and yeah, have some laughs, man. You guys are awesome. Thank you for right. coming on. We'll, we'll we'll get you back on for something else. Absolutely. Maybe Showdown. There we go. Sounds good. All right. All take right. it easy. Guys, I'll talk to you all soon, okay? All yep. right. Bye. Right, Thanks, thank buddy. You. All right. Thank you. All right. right. Here we are. <laughs> for all the marbles. This is the most interesting episode we've ever done. <laughs> so, okay. We've got, I mean, come on. We got the biggest match of the night. We've got the fucking two kids, the new, the hot prospects going one. Well, we don't know that yet because Nick comes into the ring thinking he's going to fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where we're, we went out. Of, we really got off trail there. And then Ruben walks in, and Ruben's ready to go. Yeah. Ru- well, because Ruben, they have, like, they set this up well early in the movie. These two have been kind of like, I'm better than you. No, I'm better than you. And, you know, they had a nice little feud, but now Ruben's berserker mode. So he's just like, finally, I get to fucking prove I'm better than you. So he's all fucking gung-ho for it. And Nick's like, no, man, you need to kill the fuck out. Well, no, Nick's like, I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. This is, fuck this shit. And uh, Lee's like, you must fight. And that's when all of a sudden, you're like, no! Well, no, they do fight for a little while. And it's getting intense, and they're bloodied up, and Nick's got Nick gets uh, uh, Ruben pins, and he's got a stick over him. He's like, "I can't do this, man. I can't do this." And Lee is getting unsettled. The audience is getting all, you know, they're like getting enraged and everything. And that's when you hear, "Let my students go," and it was definitely Bola Young who said that line there. And then Lee, he's like, he finally got what he wanted. He's like, all right, I'll let them go if you fight me. So Shin, uh, Shingo had arrived, and he got the Nick treatment where he was walking the halls of the building and just beating up on people so we could see that Did he still Lee has it. Did Lee tell him where the fucking fight was? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, a- Lee would. Lee would tell yeah. him exactly where to go because why wouldn't he? Lee wants him there. Yeah. So that makes sense that he would know exactly where to go. I don't know how Shingo knows Tijuana so well, but hey, maybe this is the shoot fighter lifestyle. Maybe this is like a normal place for shoot fighters. I don't know. I don't know either. So anyways, yeah, he says, stop, you know, let my fucking students go. If Lee wins this fight, though, the guy, the boys still have to fight. So Shingo's really got to win this fight. Yeah. So they get in there. Fucking Lee just takes off his fucking jacket. He's in his tuxedo still. He's got dress shoes on. He's I like, know. I was like, you're fighting to the death with your rival. And you're like, I'm not going to put on normal action pants. I'm no, just going to. No I'm action just... slacks for this guy. Yeah. This is incredible. I was surprised by this. <laughs> so they get their handed spears. They're going back and forth. And uh, I think this Shinko, he's kind of controls the fight. I don't remember him ever being in trouble. Well, Lee does get a power kick in there. He gets a fucking, uh, you know, he kicks Lee or uh, Shingo so hard that he, like, crashes through the cage and actually, like, knocks part of the fence out. But, you know, it's not enough. Lee pops, or Shingo pops right back up and he's fighting again. 
I think Lee like snaps Shingo's spear, so there's two spears. Exactly. He kicked through the spear, I guess. And this is this is what you heard me open the episode with. And so all the crowd is hushed after he, after Shingo goes through the cage and he gets up and he goes, shh. And the whole crowd just listen. They somehow hear him say, shh, because Bola Young just has a power voice. He's like Black He's Bolt. Shh, that's for sure. He's like Black Bolt when he, when he uses yeah. his voice. It's like it deafens everybody. And so then he just starts busting out that beat on that drum. And then you hear this slowly, like really hushed. This is awesome. Fight forever. This is. Uh, and then the whole crowd Fight is roaring. And then he just goes. Oh, and it stops. This man is worth. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. And that pumped the shit out of me. They hear that this is awesome chant. He pummels the fuck out of Lee. Just beats he the starts, shit out of him. He backs him up into a corner. He does the Eddie Kingston machine gun chops. With the fu- <laughs> he's just drumming on him. He's like, I'm Neil fucking Pert, bitch. And he's just wrecking this guy's pecs. And he pops up and he's just like, Oh. Looks like Jericho's pecs. Yeah. And like Martin Cove is looking like Rocky at the end of the fucking first movie. And that and he says he's gonna show him mercy. He's not gonna even kill him. He walks away from him. But you never walk away from a snake like Not have like look, we've got Bolo uh 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 moves to get into this fight. Like an AEW match. And I saw I saw uh, Bloodsport 1 when I saw Bolo doing these moves. The knees, because he pinned Lee against the cage, and he was doing the knees that he yeah, used. Those, yeah, those Muay Thai knees. Beautiful. Yeah. And then Lee drops to the ground, and he hits him with that big... Wait, was that after the knife attack that he hits? Yeah, it yeah. is after the knife attack. Yeah. yeah. So he fucks Lee up. Right. He roundhouses him a hundred times. He does the knees. Lee is backed into his corner. He's shitting himself. He's pissing himself. And then, like a great sneaky heel from that wrist guard, pulls a little butterfly knife. And he does the most. To remind, I call back to this all the time the Jim Carrey in Living Color sketch where he's the karate teacher and he's like, no, come at me like this with your arm like super straight. He comes at him with his arm super straight, like charging at yeah, him. Yeah, yelling at him. Fucking uh, uh, Shingo to sidesteps and just grabs his arm in a lot, like an arm bar. Steven Seagal's this fucking arm. It just snaps, sickening fucking snap. Guy collapses, obviously. He just has his arm destroyed. Right. And then he just does the flying fucking knee drop. Right out of Bloodsport as well. Crushes the back, kills Lee. And then we just cut to him on a beach well, doing Tai Chi. We show him as the crowd is going fucking crazy. Money flying around. The woman in the red glittery dress is lo- she's just lowered her tits. They're everywhere. Everybody's going fucking crazy. We get the close up on uh, Shingo, and he just looks like, "Why am I here?" He's devastated. He's like, "I didn't want to do this again, and here I am, and I just murdered a human being." And then, no, just, we don't get to see our, our beautiful baby boys anymore. We just cut yeah, to him man. doing Tai Chi on the beach. Yeah, and then roll credits. That's the perfect way to end. We should end this episode of two and a half hours ago. Yeah, that, we had a first. But in, in uh, Paul's defense, we talked about wrestling like an hour bef- uh, for an hour before we even started recording. Yeah, so no. We- he put in his time.
we we uh, we always have too much fun. We have a right. guest member. Is, so we want to give another thank you to Paul for being such a great guest and for introducing this movie into our lives. This I don't is know true. if we'd ever would have, we probably would eventually got to it, but it could have been years from now. It doesn't matter. I can't go. I couldn't go another year without seeing that bolo basketball scene. I needed that bolo basketball. I told you guys it saved my day yesterday. I needed it. One of these days we'll figure out how to do a, a tight episode with with guests. one of these days one of these days but it wasn't this day unfortunately but anyway thanks thanks to paul london for uh being a good sport Thank and you, coming paul. on sharing this movie with us griff next week we're doing a fucking big movie we've been doing these kind of little obscure ones we need to go big we're doing uh we're doing a predator predator too oh. you're probably thinking oh yeah because you guys did predator no we didn't do predator but that's how we roll we fucking we don't do movies in order and you're in luck because my my question to you is does predator one have gary Busey in it no well that's why we're doing predator too i need those teeth in my life but we're doing i mean come on of course we're going to do predator eventually it's a fucking classic schwarzenegger movie but that's for another another that's time when that's, that's, joe, that's when joe coleman's available and ready to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger's penis. Yeah, he gives him and his dad know all about the contours. Yeah, we're yeah, jeez, oh, we're getting into so uh, empty out that catheter, people. See you next week for Predator Two, and as always, keep it warm. Mm-hmm.